<laughs> Hi, everybody. It's me, a voice actor who's been paid to sound just like Cliff from Cliff and Kindle Coast to Coast, that old internet talk show slash institution. Well, you've happened on a special night for Cliff and Kendall in their Coast to Coast show, because we're looking back at four of the great Christmases the Cliff and Kendall gang have spent together. First up, we've got a Christmas special called Visions of Christmas Future. Future, future, future. If you've ever wondered what Cliff and Kendall's lives would be like 40 years from now, over a few hundred years from now, or even far into the distant future, well, you've come to the right place, because we're going to check in on all those times around Christmas with this next Christmas special, Visions of Christmas Future, starring Cliff and Kendall. Funky Christmas by the Funk Tones, a holiday classic that went all the way to number one 25 years ago, way back in 2036. It reminds me of the little Yuletide show Cliff and Candle put on last year. I've noticed that Cliff's pitch is still perfect, but Kendall isn't quite the dancer he was a few decades ago. Not everyone ages as gracefully as we have, dear. I attribute our vitality to a high-ride diet and the bond of love we share. Oh, as do I, dear. There are more chestnuts on the way, so stay tuned to Rye 99 and me, RoboDJ5000. And in case the math was too hard for some of you out there, it's December 24th, 2061. Merry Christmas Eve. Another Christmas Eve with you, girl. It's a blessing straight from the newborn king. Oh, you know, I feel the same way. Oh, I just had a terrible feeling. Did we remember to wrap the gift for Fonky's son, Lemon Juice? Oh, of course. I wrapped Lemon Juice's new suede jacket in the same Snoopy paper I used for Candelabra's robotic pony. Shouldn't Candelabra's gifts match Yabba Dabba Doo? <laughs> 
No, dear, since Candelabra and Yabba do are twins, they resent being treated identically, even though they are identical, which makes things even more confusing. <laughs> I'm glad you can keep things straight. With so many grandchildren, I get things all jumbled. <laughs> Why, I mix up Baba Wobble with Arriva Deity almost every time we see them. Luckily, Opie only has Bobble Wobble and Arrivederci on the weekend since his divorce. Look over there, Sugar Lump. The retirement village has erected another stunning Christmas tree on their lawn. Oh, how lovely. And I'm quite fond of the Virgin Mary hologram that's waving us into the parking lot. Oh, hello, dear. <laughs> You gotta suck in more. I can't. If you don't, the Grinch suit won't zip up in the back without getting all caught up in your back fat. I think you've made a sewing error. Like when my Frankenstein suit wouldn't zip last Halloween, and when my Cupid diaper wouldn't zip last Valentine's Day. Those were all wearer errors. You ate way too much between the fitting and the final product. Why didn't you just let me make the Grinch suit looser? I wanted to be a sexy Grinch. But you don't have a sexy body. I know. I know. I just wanted to feel as confident as Madonna did earlier this year when she released that new book of naked photos of herself on her 103rd birthday. Oh well, now that we're 80, I guess I'll finally give up the dream of becoming a sex symbol. Finally. Thank God I've still got the voice. And tonight I've got the big solo! Oh, Grinchy night, the Who's are all so stupid. And tonight, I will steal all their stuff. Hey, look, it's Mrs. Potter Butter Butter Mr. Snodbottom. I bet they came to give us a merry pep talk before the show. <laughs> Hello, Bowers. Merry Christmas Eve to you both. Thanks. Merry Christmas Eve to you guys, too. Same to you, boys. <laughs> so great to see you. You know, the four or five times you guys drop by each week, there's always more than enough merriment to go around. Oh, what a beautiful thing to say. We're both very excited for the show this evening. It starts promptly after supper, so you might want to rush into the lounge to get good seats by 4.30 when the curtain goes up. <laughs> Will do. <laughs> I've got the big Grinch solo, and Kendall's doing a little magic trick. Well, unless I fall through the stage, of course. Well, I told you not to eat such a big lunch. He had six desserts. It was a powdered tiramisu. You have to eat six. And I meant I could fall through the stage because who built it? Charles the contractor did a great job. Of course he did. <laughs> he didn't win that Lifetime Achievement Award from the Busseltown Contractors Guild for nothing. And don't forget they awarded him that Congressional Medal of Contracting a few years ago in Washington, D.C. And he got one of those rainbow necklace things at the Kennedy Center Honors. And we mustn't forget what the Nobel Committee said when they awarded him. I know him. he's been highly decorated, but I still don't trust him. Two weeks ago, I asked him to look at my electric toothbrush when it wouldn't start, and when he gave it back to me, it broke out three of my crowns. Sounds to me like you've got brittle teeth there, Candlebauer. <laughs> I don't like to bring it up, but you are getting older, and these things tend to happen. I keep telling him, now that we're 80, don't expect to feel as good as we did at 40. Oh, <laughs> 80? <laughs> I remember turning 80 like it was yesterday. <laughs> Well, maybe the day before yesterday. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, if you guys will excuse us, I've got some vocal warm-ups to do. Not that I need them. And I should practice my illusion again. 
I mean, not that I need to. I've pulled so many baby Jesuses from behind so many ears, it's second nature to me now. Break a leg, boys. <laughs> See you after the show. Whoa, what's that sound coming from your purse? Oh, oh my, it's the ring of my old-fashioned cellular phone. <laughs> Hello. Oh, yes, Crockpot. Merry Christmas Eve to you as well. How are things at the governor's mansion? Me, me, mama, moo. Me, me, mama, moo. <laughs> Cliff, oh my god. I've got urgent news. Whatever it is, you shouldn't be running like that. You're liable to blow out your new hips. <coughs> Never mind my new hips. I just realized what this Christmas is all about. What? You know how each Christmas is about something? Like that time long, long ago when Mr. Snodbottom and Mrs. Potter Butter Butter Churn drugged us so we'd remember the true spirit of Christmas? Oh, and that Christmas we fled fascism and left Casablanca for good? Oh, yeah. And the Christmas we were terrorized by Hillbilly Willie. The one when Charles the Contractor's mother saved some kind of show we were doing in Bangkok. Then the Christmas we were held hostage in the bank. Oh, the one we spent on the moon. That Christmas we all switched personalities. And the one where we fought over who made the better eggnog. We have spent a lot of memorable holidays together, and I know what this one's going to be about. What? Finding my glasses! We're all going to pitch in so I can read the names on the gift tags tomorrow. But before we do that, we got to find my glasses. It's a Christmas mystery. No, it isn't. They're on your head, uh, resting on that wrinkled old chrome dome of yours. What will this Christmas be all about? Hey, Cliff and Kendall. I've got two things to tell you. Number one... Cliff, your big Grinch solo starts in five minutes, and Kendall, your big magic trick starts in eight minutes. I know that seemed like two things, but it was really one. The real second thing I have to say is that it's time for your evening medication. Thanks, Terry. I'm so glad you ended up temping as the head nurse over the holidays this year. Me too. Yeah, Terry, I don't know what we would have done without you. All those temporary times you saved our vegetarian bacon. It's been my pleasure, guys. All right, each of you break a leg out there. I have to go give a few enemas before Cliff's big Grinch solo. A temporary nurse's work is never done. Oh, there's one more thing. Someone dropped off a big gift for you guys. I left it under the tree in the day room. Ooh, I wonder what it could be. Maybe something from one of our old assistants? No, I don't think any of them really cared for you that much. Well, whatever it is, I hope it isn't underwear. Nobody wants underwear for Christmas. I certainly don't want underwear, do you? I don't want no Hanes or Fruit of the Loom. If you give me those, I'll throw them across the room. Nobody wants underwear for Christmas. What do you think old Santa Claus would do? He wouldn't give out panties or a pair of briefs. If those were under the tree, the kids would stare in disbelief. I can see us now on Christmas morning, opening up a box. Oh, what a slap in the face and a total disgrace to find a motherfucking pair of socks. Nobody wants underwear for Christmas. I certainly don't want underwear, do you? I don't want no haze, no fruit of the looms. 
If you give me those, I'll throw them across the room. I don't want, I mean, I don't want underwear for Christmas, do you? No, fuck that shit. Whatever happened to Kate? underwear for Christmas. I certainly don't want underwear, do you? I don't want no Hanes, no, no, no fruit, fruit on the loom. loom. If you give me that shit, I'm gonna throw it across the room. Right in your face. Nobody wants underwear for Christmas. You know what, and if you give me pants? Oh, get that, no, I can't even. I'm gonna throw those at you too, because... Never get over how realistic these fireplace holograms are. So realistic. (laughs) And warm. Very toasty, Sugarlump. Speaking of toast, we better all get to bed soon. It's nearly midnight, and that means Christmas breakfast is right around the corner. (sighs) Kendall's right. I'm so glad you guys came over for the big show. We wouldn't miss it for the world. And don't forget, we'll pick you boys up tomorrow after we drop off the gifts for lemon juice, candelabra, and yabba-dabba-doos at Bonkies. What about Baba Wobble and Arrivederci? Oh, they'll be coming with Opie in time for the big supper I'm going to prepare. Well, good. I drew Baba Wobble's name for the big gift exchange. I know he'll love the Kermit the Frog digital lunch pod I got him. I wonder who got my name. I hope it wasn't yabba-dabba-doo again. The last thing I need is another crayon drawing of Santa Claus. Oh, you two will just have to wait until tomorrow. (laughs) (laughs) Good night. Sleep tight, boys. Good night. See you tomorrow. You know what we should do now? Go back to our adjoining rooms and eat a snack while we sing our version of the Muppet Christmas Carol classic One More Sleep Till Christmas, One More Snack Till Christmas? No. We can open that mysterious package Terry the Temp told us about. Oh, yeah. Hey, here it is, under the tree, like she said. It's huge! Wow, and that is some fancy-ass wrapping paper. Oh, it's almost too pretty to open. Almost. (gasps) What's inside? I don't have my glasses, because I keep forgetting to go to the eye doctor and get glasses. It's... Another box. Looks really old. It looks big enough for two Funko Pops. Remember how much money we spent on those things? <laughs> we were only like 40. We weren't old enough to know any better. Yeah. <gasps> it's a music box. What song is that? You don't know? I named that tune in one note. So, what is it? Here comes... Here comes... The Bride? Here comes Santa Claus. Oh, hey, what's that flickering in the fireplace? Must be a short somewhere in the fire hologram. Ooh, the fire went out. Are those bells? Wedding bells? No, sleigh bells. (gasps) Is that... Is that... (laughs) Merry Christmas, boys. (laughs) Santa, it's you. It is you, right? Not one of the orderlies playing another prank on us. Oh, it's me, all right. Oh, goody! What'd you bring us? Uh, Kendall, that's not polite. Santa will give us our gifts when he's ready. Hey, Santa, do you remember when you brought me that Urkel doll in 1991? Oh, how could I forget? (laughs) Well, guess what? I still have it. Look, and listen to this.
<laughs> the elves really outdid themselves on those Oracle dolls. But that's not why I'm here. It isn't. No, boys, I'm afraid my time as Santa is drawing to a close. This will be my last Christmas I get to deliver toys to children all over the world. Then I must transfer my holiday magic and hand over the whole operation to a new Santa Claus. A new Santa Claus? Is it me? Is it me? <laughs> yes! You two have been chosen to become co-Santas. I've been watching you when you were sleeping and when you were awake. You two are simply full of merriment. And I love merriment. Wow. Toys, reindeers, elves. And all those cookies, cookies, cookies. Oh, this is amazing. It's incredible. I'm even happier than when Jake Gyllenhaal won his fourth and fifth Oscars on the same night. I'll return for the two of you one week from tonight, on New Year's Eve. Then I'll take you to the North Pole. Wait, if we become Santas, will we see our friends again? Mrs. Potter Butter Butter Churn, Mr. Snodbottom? And the rest? And my wife Susan? She's spending this Christmas in Hawaii with the girls from her senior citizens bowling league. But what if we want to spend next Christmas together? I'm afraid you'll have to leave all that behind. Huh. Can we have some time to think about this? Oh, of course. You can give me your decision when I return exactly one week from now. Thanks, Santa. You know what? So I don't forget, I'm going to go ahead and set a brain alarm in my Apple brain chip. Apple brain chip? Set a brain alarm for one week from right now. Setting brain alarm. Now at midnight... We're all going to sing Auld Lang Syne, right? And I don't know about you, but I've always wondered what it meant. <laughs> so I looked it up. It was written in Old Scottish by a very famous poet, Robert Burns. And Auld Lang Syne means time remembered with fondness. And to me, it's a song about remembering people who've meant something to you in your life, a mentor, a teacher, a friend from your childhood. Should old acquaintance be forgot and never brought to That's my brain alarm. Better turn off Barbara. Santa will be here any second. Oh, I'm glad the day room is empty tonight. Why wouldn't it be? Our New Year's Eve party was this afternoon at three. We're really going through with this? All of it? We both know it's the right thing to do. Ho, 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 ho. Happy New Year's, boys. Are you ready to begin your new lives? We sure are, Santa. Then take my hands. I will transfer the magic of Christmas into you both. (laughs) 
still old and fat, but now you have a fluffy white beard. <gasps> you too! All right, Santa Cliff and Santa Kendall. Let's head up to the sleigh and off to the North Pole. You're going to stick around, right, and show us the ropes? Only for a few days. Then you and the elves can take it from there. Now, lay a finger aside your noses, and here we go. There's a prowler upstairs. Oh, oh, oh my. But Sugarlump, we're on the second floor. There is no upstairs. Oh, dear. That, that means there's a prowler on the roof. Oh, 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 what about our new shingles? Linda, Linda, what time is it? The time is 1 a.m. The date is January 6th, 2062. Linda, the helping robot is so helpful, even at this hour. Yes, I'm glad we got her on sale at the Amazon Taco Bell Halliburton store the day after Thanksgiving 2.0. But you're forgetting about the prowlers on the roof. They could be here to abduct us. <laughs> Do you think that's what happened to Cliff and Candle? They've been missing for nearly a week. Oh, right now, I believe just about anything. Linda, stand by to call the police. Standing by. Mr. Snodbottom? Mrs. Potter Butter Butter Churn? <laughs> Boys, is that you? Oh, I don't know what to address first. Those snowy white beards of yours or the fact that you've been missing for days on end. Frankly, Sugarlump, I'm more interested in the beards <laughs> and those fuzzy red suits you're wearing. Christmas was nearly two weeks ago. Why are the two of you both dressed like Santa Claus? We both are Santa Claus. <laughs> My exploding you logs! Whatever do you mean? You guys pack your bags and we'll explain on the way to the North Pole. North Pole? <laughs> yeah, Cliff and I are gonna be Santa Clauses for the next century or two, but we couldn't imagine doing it without you guys. You won't believe the North Pole. It's so snowy and things are all decorated like candy canes and crap, and the elves, oh, you're gonna love them. Oh yeah, and they're not there against their will in case you were wondering. No, we made sure that first thing well, first thing after dessert. They have great health care and paid time off and all the nog they can drink. It flows down from the mountains, an actual stream of eggnog. Oh, but what about Funky and Opie and the grandchildren? Oh, right. I forgot about them. Oof, we're already breaking the rules the old Santa gave us. Why can't we just bring them all along, too? Hey, why not? We already picked up Susan and Terry the Temp. Terry's finally ready to commit to one job. Can you believe it? Why don't we swing by the governor's mansion and bring Crockpot as well? And of course, there's Charles the Contractor. No, I will not have Charles the Contractor turning all the snow in the North Pole yellow. Santa Candle Boy, I hate to bring it up, but there is a Santa Claus in Charles the Contractor's contract. Well, darn. Oh my, this is so exciting. Sugarlump, I'll need your help picking out the right tie for the sleigh ride. I think this might take a while. Do you guys have any cookies? Oh, of course. Several jars full in the kitchen, freshly baked today. 
Meet us down there when you're ready to go. Oh, which doilies will I take? Kendall, just go ahead and order a pizza too, and make mine a double. I can't believe we're Santa Claus. I can't believe we're Santa Claus. I believe there's always hope when all seems lost. But I can't believe we're Santa Claus. I can't believe we're Santa Claus. I'll tell you why that's true. Because it all seems so crazy and it's all so new. I believe in aliens, I believe in crystals too. But I can't believe we're Santa Claus. I mean, Cliff, can you? No, I can't. I believe in Jake Gyllenhaal and Bette Midler and Shelley Long. I believe in the show Dinosaurs, but not the movie King Kong. I believe in watching science shows and doing magic tricks. I believe in eating so many Christmas cookies that I can't help but get sick. But I can't believe we're Santa Claus. I can't believe we're Santa Claus. I believe love should prevail at any cost. But I can't believe we're Santa Claus. <laughs> ho, ho, ho. Merry Christmas to all and to a good night. Santa Claus is coming to town. Gather round. Santa Claus is on his way home. Santa's sleigh. He's the boogie woogie Santa Claus. The boogie woogie Santa Claus. Say you, Santa Claus. side of his nose and giving a nod up the chimney he rose he sprang to his sleigh to his team gave a whistle and away they all flew like the down of a thistle but i heard him exclaim ere he drove out of sight merry christmas to all and to a good night a good night a good night 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 good night
Santa Cliff, tonight's ride has been one for the books. Oh, 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 you're right, Santa Candle. I didn't think we'd make it up above that snowstorm in Cleveland, not carrying all this weight. It's not because we're so fat. It's because we're using double the reindeer. I guess. Uh, well, of course. We have to use double the reindeer. Since we widen the sleigh so we can both deliver toys together on Christmas Eve. I can't believe the old Santa wanted you to take the northern hemisphere and me the southern. Just because of the world's gigantic population or whatever. The old Santa wasn't as creative as us. He would never have thought to get the Christmas warlock and the Hanukkah witch to cast that spell to find the real Superman. Now, Superman just flies around the Earth and changes its rotation to turn back time for us every Christmas Eve. Giving us hours and hours to deliver all those toys. Pretty simple once you think about it. And it would have been so boring up here alone. This is so much more fun. Plus, remember what happened on the roof of the Hernandez house? You'd still be stuck in that chimney if I hadn't been there. And you would have been choked on those cookies Dash and Dante left out if I hadn't been there to do the Heimlich. See, we know what we're doing. Sure we do. That's why our podcast has lasted so long. All those decades as Cliff and Kendall, and then for the last 210 years as Santa Cliff and Santa Kendall. Nearly 300 years on the air. And we still have dozens of listeners. (laughs) We must be doing something right. You know... Looking down at all those twinkly lights below us, I'm kind of sad this is our last Christmas as Santas. Me too, but the new Santa's ready to take over for us. The first non-binary Santa of color. It's about time, right? Oh, definitely, definitely. I'm, I'm just... I'm gonna miss it. Yeah, yeah. I am looking forward to tomorrow night, though. The ancient texts say we must walk to the back of the candlelight cave. At the tippy top of Mount Mistletoe. Santa Cliff and Santa Kendall, you're cleared for landing on Reindeer Runway 1. Thanks, Terry. Down Dasher and Dancer, Prancer and Dixon. Down Comet and Cupid, Donder and Blitzen. Down Reba and Cher, Dorothy and Blanche. Down Billy and Mickey, Cheddar Cheese and Cool Ranch. Are you sure we're going the right way? Yeah, Elfie gave me this printout of the ancient map. We've been walking through Candlelight Cave for hours. Oh, I'm sure it won't be much longer. Oh, hey, you guys mind if I drain the lizard one last time? Charles, please don't leave a pea puddle in Candlelight Cave. I don't want the elves to remember our time as Santas like that. No, I want the elves to remember our time as Santas because we caused the crime rates to plummet all over the world year after year. Once we started giving kids Muppet toys, whether they asked for them or not, crime never stood a chance. <laughs> right, Crockpot? Uh-huh. Hey, guys. Is that the door up ahead? That's it. Are we all here? Already? A thousand times, yes. Oh, hallelujah, Sugarlump. Hallelujah, indeed! (laughs) 
Eddie, how did you get into listening to episodes of our show? Uh, they're played very, very often. And sometimes I don't know they're on, and I turn a uh, uh, set on, and uh, I hear a voice, and I say... And you say, oh no, it's Cliff and Kendall again. Yes. You and I went to brunch with Harriet Tubman about 40 years ago. Have you seen her lately? Oh, she has a great new hairdo. Uh, no, I haven't seen her recently. But I shall never forget her. She was quite wonderful. I couldn't agree more. And Betty, I still wish you could have come to my birthday party this year. Buddha kept asking about you. Yes, I, I regret I regret that. Well, well, thank you to our friend Betty Davis for coming on another episode of Cliff and Kendall Cloud to Cloud, one of heaven's longest running podcasts. I hope you had fun. I had three fun people to be with. Oh, yeah. Thanks to our other special guest and dear friend, Dolly. Well, thank you for having me. It's good to be with you. Dolly, Cliff, and I haven't been over to your place in a few weeks. Has the decor changed? So I've got my Christmas trees and all the things set up to make it feel like the holiday season. Oh, I can't wait to see that. All right, well, that's it for this week's show. Tune in again next week for more Cliff and Kendall Cloud to Cloud. Our guest will be Nelson Mandela and Joan Rivers. Okay, ladies, we need to get on an angel flight to Jim Henson's big Christmas party. God finally allowed him to just bring the Muppets to life already. Now, Dolly, how soon can you be ready? If I have to, I can be ready in 20 minutes. 30 minutes, I'd prefer. Perfect. We'll meet you two in 30 minutes down by the mermaid pond. Another wonderful episode, boys. Dolly, Betty, you can follow me. And Betty, I love that crochet doily you made for me. <laughs> Is that style of crochet easy to do? I think it's extremely difficult. Extremely difficult and understandably so. Oh, I believe that. <laughs> Dolly, you look so happy today. Do people often tell you that? People always say you just, you know, you just seem to always be so happy. I say, well, that's the Botox. <laughs> <laughs> 30 minutes. That's just enough time for one pre-party pizza pie. I'm going for something light instead. A sensible hot fudge sundae. We've got Jim Henson's party tonight. Your big party tomorrow. And before you ask, Charles the contractor won't be there. He's going to that big get-together at Jesus's. Oh, and would you tell your mom to double that recipe for the angel hair pasta salad she always makes? I want to make sure there's enough for me, you, and Taft. Sure. And is Susan coming? No, she went to hell. (coughs) Excuse me. She went to Helen Keller's big holiday festival on Mars. You know how Susan, Helen Keller, Cleopatra, and Rosa Parks love to vacation together. They are just like the Sex and the City girls. From the first series, not the many successful and long-running reboots and spinoffs. I'll have to tell Sarah Jessica Parker about Susan and her gal pals when I see her at Madonna's New Year's Eve blowout. Oh, is Rayanne coming tomorrow? She has reincarnated herself again. Can you believe that? Between you and me, I don't get her whole fascination with growing and learning on Earth. Hey guys, did you order a pizza and a hot fudge sundae? We did, but Terry, why are you bringing them in? They always just float in on the breeze. You two know how I like to stay busy, which is another reason I wanted to see you, Cliff. I'm sorry, but I'm going to miss your big Christmas party tomorrow. What? Terry? I just got a message. They asked me to be the Aurora Borealis again, just until the spring. 
We're sure going to miss you this Christmas, but you'll do a great job as the Northern Lights. Yeah, but don't let them talk you into staying longer, though. You're scheduled to be a guest host on Cloud to Cloud next fall when Kendall and I go to Earth to invisibly rustle the autumn leaves. Oh, I won't forget that. Okay. Thanks, Terry. Happy holidays. Happy holidays, guys. You know, Kendall, we've spent a lot of Christmases together. I know. As ourselves, as Santas, and here in the afterlife. That's true. And no matter what... to the Cliff and Kindle Coast to Coast Christmas Special Festival. Of course he means welcome back. I'm a professional voice actor who's been paid to sound just like Cliff, one of the big fat hosts of the big fat show known as Cliff and Kindle Coast to Coast, the big fat show with the little skinny audience. No shame. No shame either way. Oh, guess what? Tonight we have Christmas specials on the menu. We've got one of the Cliff and Kindle's finest Christmas specials. It's called Christmas Ablanca. Cliff and Kindle stuck in Casablanca with the Cliff and Kindle gang. And then who begins to terrorize the city but <gasps> fascists? Can Cliff and Kendall overcome fascism, save the city, and put on some sort of Christmas 
phantasmagorical show, I'm guessing? Find out. Up next in Christmas Ablanca. Jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle all the way. Oh, what fun it is to ride in one horse open all the way. We have a lot of fun, jingle I'm assy, a magical Christmas ass. I once carried Mary of Nazareth to Bethlehem, and boy, was she heavy. (laughs) But that's what assy is for. I carry heavy loads, and these days I also supplement my income by sharing holiday tales with passing strangers. And since you don't appear to have a heavy load to strap to my back, why don't I share with you a holiday tale about two heavy loads? These two loads were internet talk show hosts. They went by the names Cliff and Kendall. It seems along December's end, they found themselves in the charming desert city of Casablanca. You see, their friend Mrs. Potter Butter Butter Churn had been traveling the globe extolling the virtues of Busheltown rye. And in Casablanca, her rye speech was so popular that it had been held over for months with no signs of stopping. Because of this, the Cliff and Kendall gang had settled in and without realizing it, they had quietly begun new lives for themselves. In addition to giving eight rye speeches a week in a theater downtown, Mrs. Potter Butter Butter Churn, along with her husband, Mr. Snodbottom, had become friendly with Rick, the owner of Rick's Hideaway Hotel. Thus, when during a cordial afternoon tea, Rick mentioned his hope of opening a restaurant in the newly renovated East Wing of the hotel, it was only natural that the offhand comment would lead to the opening of Mrs. Potter Butter Butter Churn's Cafe Busheltown a mere three weeks later. I'm sorry, I had to scare away some flies that were buzzing around my butt. (laughs) Our story begins one evening the week before Christmas. In the cafe Busheltown, Cliff and Kendall were just finishing a song. Heedless of that wind and weather. Fa la 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 la. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) That one always gets me right here. I hope you're taking advantage of our drink specials tonight. We've got two for one hot buttered rum, or if you're off the sauce like Kendall over here, hot buttered 7-Up. So we're going to take a little break right now, but we'll be back with more songs of the season soon. Here's looking at you, Kendall. Here's looking at you, Cliff. Here's Here's looking looking at at you, audience. audience. (laughs) That was another great set, boys. Thanks. I can't get over our new lives. Kendall and I are singing in the cafe every night. And Mrs. Potter Butter Butter Churn, you do all those sold-out rye speeches every week. We are the new kings and queens of entertainment in Casablanca. Hey, I bet that's what all the papers will say once they find out. I used to think Busheltown was our town, but maybe it's been Casablanca all along. (laughs) It 
it is a lovely setting. Where's Mr. Snodbottom? I need a cashier's check for some more elastic waist performance pants. I'm afraid that'll have to wait. He and Crockpot are out front finishing the cafe's light display. He thinks if we can win Casablanca.Tourism.net's best holiday lights in town prize, it will really put us on the map. Okay, since we're taking a break, I'm going to go to my room and stand over the air conditioner for a little while and meditate to some chipmunk Christmas songs. I'm going to go do some magic tricks for the people waiting for a table. Don't set anybody on fire this time. That was an accident. I meant to give the exploding lollipop to Charles the Contractor, not that little girl. Oh, boys, you and your shenanigans. Off with you now, but be back soon for the rest of your show. Okay. Oh, and Kendall, don't give anybody else a playing card paper cut. I had to move a potted fern to a really weird place to cover up that blood stain on the carpet. That wasn't my fault. That old man said his ears bled like that all the time. <laughs> Dr. Terry, dear, I was hoping I'd find you. Hey, Mrs. Potter Butter Butter Churn, anything I can help you with? Heavens no, you've done so much already. I don't know if we could have opened my cafe bushel down if you hadn't been available to temporarily work with us. From sanding floors to polishing silver to seasoning the Bordelais sauce, you really can do it all. Thanks. That's really nice to hear. I'm proud to say that I'm good at all those things and a whole lot more besides. I suppose there's no sense in hiding your light under a bushel, as they say. <laughs> yeah, my dad always said that, actually. Of course, that's because as a kid, he tried to hide a kerosene lantern under a bushel of rye. Well, he ended up burning down six barns and a sardine factory. Oh my, well, because of your tireless efforts here at the cafe, however temporary they may be, Mr. Snodbottom and I wanted to give you this token of our steam. Wow, thanks. It's a necklace, a heart locket, with pictures of Cliff and Kendall on the inside. Yes, and read the inscription on the back. For Terry, temporary, honorary, official member of the Cliff and Kendall Coast to Coast Gang, with L. It was meant to say with love, but the engraver ran out of room. I love it. Will you help me put it on? Oh, certainly. But you may want to wait a moment. I forgot, I, I do need a small favor. Sure, anything. I'm afraid an awkward queen from Table 5 has thrown away his retainer. Could you go through the trash and find it? I believe it's in dumpster number one, or dumpster number three, or maybe four. Hey, why not? I was just wishing I could get some fresh air. Oh, wonderful. Now, let me get you some rubber gloves. No need. I've got my own pair right here. Terry the Temp comes prepared. Oh, marvelous. Oh, Charles the Contractor, there you are. What's cooking good looking at? <coughs> I need you to take some fresh linen napkins to table seven and refill the sanitary napkin dispenser in the ladies' room. And don't mix up the two like you did last time. And so the Cliff and Kendall gang set about their merry work. Inside the bustling cafe bushel town, life was sweeter than the figgy pudding of yore. It seemed as though things would only get better and better. That is, until the next day a few hours before the cafe opened. Uh, Ugh, was that you? Yes, you're looking right at me. And it's not my fault. It was all that fruitcake I had for lunch. Uh, oh, I guess you're right. I've got the fruitcake burps, too. Uh, uh, oh. <laughs> okay. Uh. <laughs> I have a great idea for a new number for us to do tonight. It's, a, it's an old-fashioned Glee-style mashup. Awesome, I love those. All right, here's the lyrics. I'll let you figure out the instrumentation later. All right. All right, I'll start with the first line, and then you, and then down here, we both come in together. You got it? 
Uh, yeah, I think so. Okay. Oh, come all ye faithful, joyful and triumphant. I saw Mommy kissing Santa Claus underneath the mistletoe last night. Oh, come ye, oh, come ye to Bethlehem. She didn't see me creep down the stairs to have a peek. Come and behold him, born the king of angels. She thought that I was tucked up in my bedroom fast asleep. Oh, come let us adore then him. Oh, come let us adore him. Oh, come let us adore him. What is all this racket? <laughs> it's a funky new holiday mashup you don't like it oh oh well i maybe i'm just upset because of these ordinances the new mayor is putting in place it's not anything depressing is it like when they force you to look at calorie counts on menus i don't want to know how many calories are in my 44 ounce eggnog whatever happened to my civil rights no it's nothing like that i was just reading in the paper with sugar lump i think these new rules are going too far my light display will be ruined. Why? Are they trying to outlaw Jesus or... <gasps> even worse, are they outlawing Santa? Oh, it's nothing so extreme yet, but the new law states that it's no longer acceptable for infants or toddlers to be seen in public in only their diapers. And that includes the inflatable Christ child Mr. Snodbottom set up in front of the cafe. It's now against the law. Damn it, there goes my plan for an outdoor screening of Roger Rabbit. I'd have to cut out all the baby Herman scenes, and that is a deal breaker, ladies. I wonder if that means Charles the Contractor can't put on his diaper and play Baby New Year anymore. Oh god, I hope so. Boys, you're losing sight of the bigger picture. My light display. The inflatable Christ child was the perfect centerpiece. And now Christmas is ruined. No, daffodil, you'll just have to put on your thinking cap and maybe take a long winter's nap to calm down. I know you and Crockpot will think of something to win us that contest. Where is Crockpot? Usually by now she's going around to all the tables and making the ketchup bottles have sex. Oh, well, last night she was wrapping lights around the cacti near the road and subsequently she lost a little bit of blood. So she's popped over to the hospital in town for a minor transfusion. Hmm. So, was that the only new ordinance? No, but the second one was far more sensible. Public urination is now punishable by up to 20 years in prison. <laughs> what is so funny? They keep passing laws like this, Charles the Contract, to be serving a life sentence by MLK Day. <laughs> oh, he didn't pee in public that much anymore. It's been... I mean, I guess it's just been since yesterday. I, t I told him there was some schmutz on our mailbox, and I should have known what he meant when he said he'd take care of it. Before I could say anything, he just whipped that thing out and started spraying. Later that night, Mrs. Potter Butter Butter Churn's Cafe Busheltown was again filled with customers. Holiday cheer permeated the air, as did the aroma of that night's special. Mayonnaise and pickled rye casserole. On stage, Kendall tickled the ivories and sang a solo serenade. A ring, I don't mean on the phone, Santa baby, and hurry down the chimney.
Thank you. Thank you. You are too kind. Oh, I'm here. Sorry. Uh, you missed Santa Baby, but I did a pretty good job alone, if I do say so myself. I'm sure you think so, but Santa Baby was supposed to be a duet, so why don't you play it again, Kendall? Oh, you know, I think the audience would just prefer if we just move on. Play it again, Kendall. Well, if you hadn't been making out in the corner with that guy who just left in a bedazzled jacket... It was not bedazzled. Those were pins and badges or whatever. He's a very high-ranking government official. And though we've only known each other for a few days, I am already deeply in love with him. And I suspect that we share a soulmate connection that Mr. Snodbottom and Mrs. Potterbutter Butterchurn or you and Susan could never hope to experience. But we're keeping it casual and cool and not labeling anything. Partly because I have another man, and his name is Santa Baby. No, 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 Slip no. The oh, you too, and your hilarious banter. I wonder if you'd play my favorite Christmas song. It always rouses the crowd and gets them on their feet. <sighs> All right. For you. Sweet little Jesus boy, they made you be born in a manger. Sweet little holy child. Excellent idea, dear. Daffodil, I thought you would be outside working on the lights. Oh, at the moment, Crockpot is on the lawn dancing to the Nutcracker Suite and wearing a Sugar Plum Fairy costume consisting of 1,800 twinkle lights. That will have to suffice for tonight, but I believe we'll need something more on Christmas Eve when the judges come by. What do you think about the children dressing as gingerbread cookies and waving sparklers? What do I think? I think the very idea is so heartwarming that I've got tears in my eyes. <laughs> You've done it again, dear. Hey, guys. I hate to rain on your Christmas parade, but there's some trouble in the back. Terry the Temp then escorted Mr. Snodbottom and Mrs. Potter Butter Butterchurn down the rear corridor into the kitchen, where a strange delivery had just been made. <laughs> what the fuck? Exactly! A whole flock of geese was just delivered to the kitchen. This appears very abnormal, dear. I hope the health inspector doesn't drop in tonight. I ordered some fatted geese for Christmas dinner, but they weren't supposed to still be squawking. Whatever shall we do? I haven't slain a bird since my youth on Uncle Pepperoni's emu farm. I wish that were our only problem. If you'll turn your attention to the left side of the room... Let me think. We'll have to hide them until we can find a suitable slaughterhouse, I suppose. Terry, please hide the pigs and geese into Cliff and Kittle's room for the night. Should I separate them? Like pigs in one room and geese in the other, or split them up half and half? Hmm. Whatever seems best, dear. I trust you're doing. Gotcha. Alright, geese. Huh. Huh. Follow me. Huh. Huh. And you two pigs this way. Come on now. <laughs> Terry, what can't she do? <laughs> oh, bravo, Terry girl. And so, with the friendly beasts stowed in their rooms, Cliff and Kindle were forced to sleep on the cafe stage. 
This meant when there came a thump upon the cafe door just before dawn, they were there to hear it. Ugh, oh, what's that thumping on the door? Woke me up. I was dreaming of a, of a white Christmas. Did it wake you up too, Kendall? Kendall? I said, did it wake you too, Kendall? That thump? Ow, ow, what? That thump, did it wake you up? Yeah, I guess it must have something, dear. <sighs> you think it was another bird committing suicide? Nah, judging by the light in the sky, it's just before dawn. It's probably the newspaper. Oh, then I'll get it. I want to see if Beetle Bailey gets court-martialed or not. Hey, look at this. What? Are Blondie and Dagwood having another threesome with their mailman? I don't know. I'm not there yet. But on the front page, it says there are new ordinances from the mayor. Spitting and blorching in public are now criminal offenses, carrying sentences of up to 20 years in prison each. But what if you have the flu and you need to blorch in a potted fern or something? We've all done that. Not anymore. You just have to swallow it, I guess. Ugh! Well, the spitting law is a good one. Nobody likes flipping on a loogie. Yeah. I just wonder what's prompting the mayor to do all this. Don't you know? Aren't you dating a high-ranking government official? I would not say we're dating. <laughs> Making out in the cafe, texting each other our deepest thoughts, having crazy weird sex. Yes, all of that, but I don't know if you'd call it dating. And you better not say it either. I invited him over here for this special Christmas EVV breakfast we're having this morning. Okay, we can ask him about it then. Oh, he won't know. He's just the deputy mayor. He hardly ever sees the full mayor. In a way, maybe he's like a vice president. One with a Joe Biden soul and a Dan Quayle body. And he loves Christmas like we do. Did I tell you he has a tattoo of mistletoe just below his belly button? You know you did. Oh, Kendall, I can't believe it's already Christmas Eve, Eve, Eve. Where did the year go? Where did our lives go? Where did my paper go? Oh, we've got it over here. Oh, praise the newborn king. Mrs. Butter Butter Butterturn is very eager to read the garden report. Huh, look at that. What, the article about how somewhere hidden in the city of Casablanca there's a secret heliport that allows people to flee to South America in the middle of the night? No. <laughs> Marmaduke, he just took a big shit on some Christmas carolers. <laughs> oh, Marmaduke. A few hours later, the Cliff and Kendall gang were seated around a large table, enjoying a delicious Christmas Eve, 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 Busheltown-style breakfast. If I could have everyone's attention, I'd just like to take a moment on this incredibly special day to say how much I appreciate all of you for all the regular crap and especially for welcoming my new guest, Deputy Mayor Cornball. I thank you all for having me. This breakfast is marvelous. I'm especially enjoying the ham hocks and these rye-boiled eggs. No, oh, it's nothing, just a little taste of home. Oh, hey, Crockpot, will you uh, pass that marshmallow gravy? Here it is. Oh, man, I spilled it all over my lap. I wanted some of that for my pancakes. No, no, these things happen all the time. Oh, really? All the time? No, we aren't some bunch of hillbillies constantly dropping gravy on our crotches. Charles, why don't you just use your napkin? Oh, I'm trying, but now my napkin's stuck to my moose knuckle. Uh-huh. Cliff, will you pass the butter? Sure. Kendall, will you pass me the butter so I can pass it down to Terry? I don't have the butter. It, it, it was right there. No, it wasn't. Yeah, it was in that dish right there. Uh-uh, that was a really dense yellow pudding. I just finished mine. 
Didn't everybody get one? No, you just ate half a pound of butter. Oh, whoops. <laughs> well, it's not like it's the first time, boy. Yes, it is. It feels like the first time. Feels like the very first time. That reminds me of when I attended university. A fellow wagered I could not eat a half pound of unbleached flour. And did you? Not even close. I ate nine or ten spoonfuls and became ill. I had to spend six weeks in the infirmary, but we all had a good laugh. <laughs> That's like that time back in Busheltown when Cliff and I bet Charles the contractor he couldn't be a nudist for a full week. Very interesting. What was the outcome? Skid marks on all the furniture. Uh, not to change the subject, but Corny, what's with all these new ordinances from the mayor? Well, I... I'm not sure if I should say, but if we could agree to keep it between just the ten of us... Of course. Sure. Oh, definitely, dear. Oh, certainly, boy. You got it, man. Oh, hey, I can keep a secret. How about you, Crockpot? Oh, yes. And of course the children would agree as well if they weren't being such angels. <laughs> Isn't it adorable how they won't speak with their mouths full? Oh, excellent work, children. All right, then. A few months ago, I was walking down the street with the mayor. I was situated on the outside, near the street, so that if any dirt or muck from the road were to come our way, it would hit myself and not the mayor. Unfortunately, we strolled below the window of an angry sailor, just as his wife was tossing out his most beloved anchor in a fit of rage. It struck the mayor on the head, and although the doctor has given him a clean bill of medical health, he's never been the same since that day. And now I think his brain injury is revealing itself in his legislation. Oh, my exclaiming heavenly host! Can't anything be done? Confidentially, there was some talk of removing him, but those with the power say it would be too upsetting to the city of Casablanca. Mr. Snodbottom? Oh my goodness! Oh, the pigs, they've gotten loose! Oh, Terry girl, can you please help us? I'm on it. Here, pigs! Sweet! Corny, I'd just like to point out that this is the first time this has ever happened, too. The following night, inside the Cafe Busheltown, Mrs. Potter Butter Butter Churn greeted her guests and made each one feel at home. And Cliff and Kendall sang for the crowd, evoking in many minds just what it would be like if Liza Minnelli teamed up with an Andy Richter that did card tricks. Very fast on a plane that loops the loop. Kendall wants a hula hoop. We can hardly outside. Mr. Snodbottom and Crockpot worked on securing their outdoor decorating prize. That's it, children. Wave your arms just like that. Oh, but raise them a little higher. Tomorrow night when the judges come around, your sparklers will be lit. <laughs> and we wouldn't want to catch your little heads on fire. <laughs> and Crockpot, keep dancing just like that. Oh, plie, plie. All right, but Mr. Snodbottom... Is there anything we can do about these twinkle lights? They're really chafing my thighs. I can only encourage you to focus on the reason we're doing all of this. You're right. For baby Jesus' birthday. Oh, uh, oh right. Of course. For Christ, the newborn king. Of course. But 
also for the prize. I know winning will mean the world to Mrs. Butter 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 Churns, Cafe Bustletown. And for Cliff and Candle, you know, they've never been so close to winning anything this prestigious before. All right, I'll just dance through the pain. As a girl, and try to incorporate the pigs and geese into your movement. So it's evoking the spirit of the barn of the babe's birth. I'm so glad I had the idea to add them to our display. <clears throat> Mr. Snobbottom, crock pocket. Oh, 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 I think you mean crock pot, girl. Oh, 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 oh. okay. Mr. Snobbottom, crock pot. Am I glad I found you two? Whatever is the matter, Terry dear. I just ran into a temp friend of mine inside the cafe. She's working this week as a typesetter for the Casablanca Times Herald Tribune. On the QT, she told me about some new laws from the mayor that are going to come out in the paper tomorrow. New laws? Weren't there new laws every day this week? Yeah. First against babies and nothing but their diapers, then against public upchucking. And the next day, I believe it was a prohibition on public urination and spitting. Were those the last ones? Today it was no more kissing or sneezing in public. As though one could help doing either of those. Yeah, but tomorrow is worse. As of tomorrow, it's a crime to publicly cough, sneeze, bleed, cry, have a wet or dry orgasm, sleep, burp, defecate, or break any kind of wind. Oh, whoa! Oh, oh no! Oh, what am I doing? Oh, whoa! Oh, I'm sorry, I queefed out of fright. We have to tell the others. Terry, you have to tell them. I do it, but my sugar plum fairy costume is plugged into the wall out here. I'm on it. Hey, Cliff, can I talk to you alone? Uh, Terry, can't you see I'm having a romantic cocktail with Deputy Mayor Cornball? Don't mind me. I'll just sip my hot buttered martini as you converse. Well, um... You can say it. Whatever it is. After breakfast yesterday, when the pigs came in and candlelight all the butter and Charles the Contractor belched the dreidel song, we don't have any secrets from each other. Okay, well, I... Oh, look what we have here! This looks like a fun table! <laughs> <laughs> we do make a fun group, don't we? <laughs> okay, if we four were the Golden Girls, who would we all be? No, you guys have to listen. This is important. Having finally gotten their attention, Terry the Temp explained the new slate of mayoral regulations set to go into effect the very next day. What? That's nuts! Corny, did you know all about this? Not at all! I've been at the christening of a roller skating rink all day. I've heard none of this. This is just too much. I feel like I might faint. But on Christmas Eve, Eve... Hey, wait. Maybe we're all getting too worked up over this. I mean, it's not like these laws will have any kind of effect on us. Not really. It's not like we know anybody that's always belching out loud. What about Kendall? And you do that. More than anybody else I know. Well, I'll stop. But, I mean, none of us are public bleeders or criers or pooping everywhere. Oh, oh, oh Mr. Snobbottom, what if he... Oh, my, look, I'm crying. Oh. Uh, hide your face with this napkin. Oh, God, I need a drink. <coughs> Cliff, you just burped. I did? I don't even notice anymore. <gasps> Kendall's almost finished playing this song. I wanted to bolster his self-esteem, so I lied to his face and said everybody loved to hear him play an instrumental. But now I have to go sing our mashup of Oh Come Are You Faithful and I Saw Mommy Kissing Santa Claus. Oh, no. Cliff, you cannot sing a song about such things. Oh, no. 
The faithful are coming to Bethlehem. It's that kind of coming. Not that. Kissing. It is forbidden in public as of today, and singing of it constitutes criminal activity. A, that's complete insanity, and B, you wouldn't arrest me for singing about kissing, would you? Not me. I would not want to, but in front of so many people here at the cafe, I would have no choice in the matter. If I did not, word would travel back to the mayor and I would be ruined. Oh, shit. I know the problems of two fat men, their elderly producer and his wife, their two small children, a temp, a contractor, and a woman named Crockpot don't amount to a hill of beans in this crazy world, but when you're one of those fat men and those beans are your beans, <laughs> I'm freaking out. The next day should have been merry and gay, for it was Christmas Eve. But as you heard, fate had other plans. Anti-merry and ungay plans. The mayor's new regulations went into effect, and an air of tightness and constipation filled the cafe busheltown as everyone tried to obey the law. Oh, my stomach hurts. Oh, I can't believe we have to live like this. You read the paper. Burping and farting and all of our favorite things are outlawed now. Oh, God, I really need to fart. I ate too much of that bean and rye lasagna we had for lunch. This is torture. Nope. It's just the new normal. And it's it's time we got back on stage. Oh, great. Oh, Merry Christmas Eve. <laughs> Welcome back to Mrs. Putter Butter Butter Churn's Cafe Busheltown. Of all the rye joints in all the world, we're so glad you walked into this one. We're Cliff and Kendall, and I think for this set, we'll start out taking requests. Anybody got anything they'd like to hear? But Mrs. Claus Polka. I don't know that one. Uh, how about Christmas Eve with Barney and Baby Bop? Uh, nah, I don't know that one either. How about Call a Ranger? There's a stranger in the manger and there could be danger. I used to know how to play that one. Okay. Well, how about one that requires no instruments at all? Silent night, holy night, all is calm, all is bright, round young virgin mother and child, Stop this, I say. By order of the mayor of Casablanca, I order you all to stop. Sleeping in public is against the law, as is singing about it. It may be the most boring of bodily functions, but those are the rules, and the rules must be obeyed. Rules? Obeyed? Yes. Now continue with your little program. Program? Little? No, Kendall, wait. The law's the law, after all. Bodily functions are not allowed in public. Nor is singing about them, right? No sleeping, not even in heavenly peace. No peeing or spitting or burping. Or farting, or kissing, or sneezing, or crying. How am I not supposed to tear up if there's a public screening of the Muppet Christmas Carol? Tiny Tim, 
He said he hoped those in church would see him, see him and be reminded of the one that made lame beggars walk and blind men see. It's okay, Kendall. It's all right. The deputy mayor would like us to continue, and we will. I think this selection will do nicely. Here's the sheet music. Play it again, Kendall. But I've never played this one before. Then play it for the first damn time. Okay, okay. ring are you listening down my leg pee is glistening a beautiful sight i think i might cry sneezing in a winter wonderland gone away is the smart bird here to stay is the fart bird he poops a love song as we burp along coughing in a winter wonderland in the meadow we'll shit by a snowman And see if it turns out nice and brown You'll ask, is it stinky? We'll say no, man And then we'll smear it on our faces like a clown Later on, we'll start kissing And maybe some more pissing In your face, unafraid We'll hope it's okay Bleeding in a winter wonderland in the meadow we'll throw up everywhere Over all the creatures that live there They'll be soaked in our throw up everywhere Up their noses, in their eyes, matted in their hair When she queefs, ain't it thrilling? Though her hole gets it's a chillin' We'll snot and we'll spit, take another big shit Belching in a winter wonderland. Stop this immediately. By the power of the mayor, I order Mrs. Potter Butter Butter Turns Cafe Busheltown closed this very instant. <gasps> closed? How can you do this to us? And on Christmas Eve? I hereby command the audience to leave in a neat and orderly line, and I announce that the rest of you are being arrested. <gasps> what? Are you serious? Oh, and what about the children? Oh, yes, please think of them, Deputy Mayor, sir. I am thinking of them. They are also under arrest. <gasps> How can you do this to us? To me? You will find it was very simple. As you were singing a moment ago, I texted my men, and by now they will have the entire cafe surrounded. That's why I let the song go on so long. I was texting my next in command. And now I think you will find escape impossible. So why don't you do yourselves a favor, exit the cafe and get into the paddy wagon outside, and we will not have to use force. But Corny, I thought we had something special. I, I thought I was your marshmallow man. Oh, Cliff, it's a marshmallow world. After the deputy's final devastating witticism, the group was rushed outside. In a flash, the entire gang found themselves squeezed into the back of a large white police vehicle with a siren on top. In the front seat, the deputy mayor received a call. This is Deputy Mayor Cornbowl. Hello, Mayor. Yes, I am bringing a group of criminals to headquarters. No, I'm escorting them myself as they are especially slippery and I trust no one else to deliver them justice. Thank you, Mayor. Yes, a merry holiday eve to you as well. This is all happening so fast. 
We're going to prison for 20 years. Will they still let us do our podcast? Kendall, we're not going to prison. That's not the plan. Plan? What plan? You didn't tell me about a plan. I tried to get you to plan with us last night. Remember when I knocked on your hotel room door at 3 in the morning? Oh yeah, and you were sobbing, and you said you had something really important to tell me. Right, and you said, go away, I'm scrubbing goose shit out of my cashmere sweater. It took me all night. Those geese shit all over everything. But enough about them, what's the plan? Corny is driving us to that secret place in town where every night there's a helicopter that helps people flee the city. We're fleeing in a helicopter? I think I read something about that somewhere, but it seemed so inconsequential at the time, and now it turns out it's incredibly important? Where will it take us? Somewhere in South America. I believe the man I spoke with said we'd be traveling to Lisbon. That wasn't supposed to be the next city on our ride tour, but I guess that can't be helped. (gasps) Lisbon? Oh my god, Madonna lives there. Her son's on some kind of world-class soccer team. Lisbon's a beautiful city. About eight years ago, I temped there as a head speaker of a NATO summit. But if we're fleeing the country right now, where, where's all our luggage? We're sitting on it. Don't you even recognize your own suitcase when it's right under your ass? It's hard to believe. After so many happy weeks, an edict in the newspaper, and we have to leave our new homes. And on tonight of all nights, when the children were waiting for St. Nicholas to come. Oh, Daffodil, they'll have to wait for him someplace else. Meanwhile, they're sleeping in our laps like little Christ children. Well, Casablanca hasn't exactly been like living in Disneyland. That's true. After all, what did we have there? A little bit of this, a little bit of that, a pipe, a toiling, a boob, and fat. We should have left this town weeks ago. A bed, cable TV. So what's a microwave or a hotel? People who come to Casablanca only do it because of that old movie, which is available for $5 at Target here in Casablanca. I've never even seen the movie. An old city. A new cafe. What do we leave? Nothing much. Only Casablanca. Casablanca. Casablanca, Oceanside, Moroccan, Casablanca, where there's so many things to eat. Casablanca, Casablanca, desert town, hot as hell, Casablanca. at the Heliport, 
Everyone, please take your things and get onto the helicopter as quickly as you can. It must take off before the mayor learns what we're doing. Corny, we're starting a new life in Lisbon. Maybe you and I can find out where Madonna lives and we could apply to be your gardeners or something. That is, if you can teach me how to garden. No, Cliff. I cannot accompany you to Lisbon. Why not? You can't stay here with the mayor all crazy. That's just it. I must stay and see to it that the mayor is removed and sanity is restored to our city. Then, then I'll stay too. I'm great at protesting and stuff, and when I'm there, it's always more impressive. Because in crowd shots, I look like three people. No, you must not stay. If you did, you would regret it. Maybe not today. Maybe not tomorrow. But soon, and for at least 20 years in prison. For there is no way you could last in Casablanca without belching publicly. And you'd really arrest me? No, but someone following the orders of the deranged mayor would. And that must not happen. You're right. I'd never last in prison. I'd be too popular and my ego would balloon out of control. Oh, Cliff, what will I do without you? Oh, Corny, we'll always have Paris. And by that I mean we'll always remember that modified Eiffel Tower we did with the one-armed bellhop. Cliff, hurry up and get in the helicopter. You too, Terry. Sorry, Kendall, I'm not coming with you. What? Well, I was talking to the deputy mayor, and he asked if I'd stay on temporarily and help fix some of the problems in the mayor's office. Well, it's good to know that you'll be here fighting the good fight. And if anybody can fix Casablanca's crazy problems, it's you, Terry. I mean, I once saw you fix a toaster. Thanks for your vote of confidence, Kendall. Now hurry, or the copter will take off without you. And don't worry about me. Terry the Temp always comes out on top. Come on, Kendall. Oh, help heave me inside. I guess that's that. Yes, I hope they make it to Lisbon safely and that they have a Merry Christmas. Oh, I'm sure they will. If anybody can save Christmas, other than Ernest, it's Cliff and Kendall. Hello? Yes, hello, Mayor, sir. I was just about to call you. I have distressing news. It appears the Cliff and Kindle gang has gotten away. I'm not sure, Your Excellency. I was hit on the head from behind and knocked completely unconscious. When I awakened, they were gone. I do not know what the perpetrator looked like, no. What do I think you should do? Take an aspirin and round up the usual suspects. The usual ones. The ones that are always hitting people in the head from behind. Yes, them. Goodbye. I was quick thinking about the aspirin and the usual suspects. You know, last Christmas, I was temping in an aspirin factory. Ironically enough. Is that so? I've always wondered how aspirins were manufactured, but I never knew whom to ask. You've come to the right place. I guess I packed cotton balls into about 300,000 aspirin bottles that week. And I got to know the process pretty well. Did you know cornstarch and lubricants are involved? I had no idea. Terry the Temp, I think this is the beginning of a beautiful friendship. Same here. As I was saying, to produce hard aspirin tablets, cornstarch and water are added to the active ingredient, acetylsalicylic acid, to serve as both a binding agent and filler, along with lubricant. Binding agents assist in And it was a beautiful friendship indeed, not unlike that of Mary and Rhoda of the Maritalamore show.
Just as Deputy Mayor Cornbowl and Terry the Temp were walking off into the distance together, Cliff, Kendall, and their friends soared away from Casablanca in a helicopter. Casablanca looks so small from up here. Yeah, the lights in the buildings are shining like Christmas tree lights. In a tree we'll never see again. Quit, you're making me real sad. We're, we're leaving, it is sad. But sadness is the wrong emotion for Christmas Eve. If you spend it all depressed, you'll regret it. Maybe not today. Maybe not tomorrow. No, stop. I already heard that one tonight. Okay, okay. I know how to cheer us all up. The Cliff and Kindle way. How? The Cliff and Kindle way. Uh, explain that more. By singing a song parody. Another one? Yes, one that goes a little something like this. Santa was working in his workshop late one night When his eyes beheld a merry sight for its hills from their benches began to rise And suddenly, to Santa's surprise, they did the mash They did the Christmas mash The Christmas mash? It was a North Pole smash They did the mash? It caught on in a flash They did the mash They did the Christmas mash From the reindeer stables and the snowbird nests To the master bedroom where Mrs. Claus rests Yes, everyone came from both far and near to get a jolt of holiday cheer. They did the mash. They did the Christmas mash. The Christmas mash. It was the North Pole smash. They did the mash. It caught on in a flash. They did the mash. They did the Christmas mash. Rudolph was having fun. The party had just begun. The guests included Jack Frost, God the Father, and his son. Round the tree they were rocking, all were digging the joy. Frosty on guitar, backed by a little drummer boy. The Christmas carolers were about to arrive. They were a vocal group, the Ebenezer Five. They did the mash. They did the Christmas mash. The Christmas mash. It was a North Pole smash. They did the mash. It caught on in a flash. They did the mash. They did the Christmas mash. Out from his toy shop, Santa's voice did ring. Seems he was troubled by just one thing. He opened the door and shook his fist and said, Whatever happened to the peppermint twist? It's now the mash. It's now the Christmas mash. The Christmas mash. It was a North Pole smash. It's now the mash. It caught on in a flash. It's now the mash. It's now the Christmas mash. Now everything's cool, Santa's part of the band. And this Christmas mash is the hit of the land. For you, the listeners, this mash was meant to. When you get to their door, tell them Cliff and Kendall sent you. Then you can mash. Then you can Christmas mash. The Christmas mash. And do the North Pole smash. Then you can mash. You'll catch on in a flash. And then you mash. Then you can Christmas mash. Oh, this mash is so good. Easy, Cliff, you impetuous fat boy. Oh, mash good. <laughs> Here's looking at you, Cliff. <laughs> Here's looking at you, Kendall. Here's, Here's looking, looking at you, you everyone. everyone. Merry Christmas, everybody. Santa Claus is coming to town. Oh, ho, ho, ho. Don't turn that dial off yet. This Christmas festival is not over. That's right, we've got another Cliff and Kendall Christmas special coming at you. 
this one, oh man, it was one Christmas where it felt like everything was going wrong, but oh lordy, a lot of things sure went right. Oh, it was a fairy tale Christmas, a magical time, once upon a Christmas in the Falkland Islands. Friends to kids from one to ninety-two. Although it's been said many times, many ways, Merry Christmas to you. Gosh, sometimes I just can't believe how good I sound. My voice is a Christmas miracle every day of the year. Cliff, watch where you're going. You're about to step off the stage. Oh, oh, oh. oh, I was so caught up in the beauty of my own voice, I didn't see where I was going. I bet Celine Dion does that all the time. Luckily, your body is covered with 300 pounds of natural padding. <laughs> you're telling me. A slimmer man would have shattered his pelvis falling off the stage like that. But look here. My pelvis is as good as new. A skinny bitch would need a new pelvis after fall like that, but not you. <laughs> it's smooth sailing from here on out for me and my pelvis. <laughs> Boy, stop saying the word pelvis. We've got to get to the Fizzy Wood 11 Community Center for the big Christmas Eve show. And we must be on time. We're representing Busheltown Rye, after all. We'll be on time. I just have to go and pick up my sage pants from the jeweler. I had them re-rhinestoned. But I have to stop by the motel and pick up my haunted mansion cufflinks I'm using in my magic trick. I can't make them disappear if I don't have them. Oh no, and Mr. Snobbottom has to pick up Terry the Timp from the shipyards. And I have, well, it's not important what I have to do, but I guess this means we'll all be traveling to the community center separately. I hope nothing goes wrong. What could go wrong? We're spending Christmas in the Falkland Islands. I could see things going wrong if we were back in Busheltown. Yeah, there's probably a big dust storm in Busheltown tonight. Or the bears from the woods might steal Christmas again. And there would definitely be problems if we were back in L.A. Ugh, probably we'd be stuck on the damn 405. Or if we were in New York, <laughs> the streets are always so clogged with people giving their damn regards to Broadway. Who knows what mishaps would transpire? And of course we had our share of shenanigans in Casablanca. Bangkok and Maple Pines, Canada, where we spent the last three Christmases. But we're in the Falklands. It'll be easy peasy, hot and sleazy. Oh, I hope you boys are right. Christmas is depending on it. Mr. Snobbottom, it's me. Whoa, Terry girl, I hardly recognized you. Yeah, I was temping on a lemon farm last week and got so much lemon juice in my hair, it turned platinum blonde. Well, it's very flattering. Well, thanks, but I'll be happy when my natural hair color, fire engine red, grows back. (laughs) I do hope your ship journey to the Falklands was enjoyable. It was. I got a little bored, though, so I ended up designing a new low-energy water filtration system for the ship. The captain said it was the best he'd ever seen. Whoa, bravo, Terry girl. (laughs) What Say, what's that over there? Looks like a power station. 
Probably provides electricity to all of Fizzy 111, if I had to guess. A power station? Oh, oh my. You know, when I was but a boy, my Uncle Pepperoni was a power station attendant. <laughs> Why, he spent many long and lonely nights walking up and down the power grid. He always said Christmas Eve was the loneliest night of all. Aww. That's sad. Yes. That's why you and I are going to make a quick stop inside the power station to wish the lonely attendant a Merry Christmas Eve. Mr. Snobbottom, is that a good idea? Didn't Mrs. Potter Butter Butterchurn say we needed to be at the community center for the big show by 8 o'clock? Oh, yes, she did, but the holiday spirit in my bosom is telling me to follow my heart. All right, but your bosom better make it quick. Okay, I have my cufflinks, my hip flask full of Coke Zero, and my wallet and keys and all the other crap. Community center, here I come. Nothing can stop me now. Oh, hey, Kendall, I'm glad I caught you, man. Charles the Contractor, why are you still here? Shouldn't you be building the life-size nativity scene out of rye at the community center like Mrs. Potter Butter Butter Turn asked? Oh, uh, you got it, dude. Uh, I'm in it over there now. I thought you might want to ride over with me in my rental pickup truck. Oh, well, that's actually pretty thoughtful. I will ride with you. Oh, cool, man, cool. Uh, hey, uh, how you gonna pay me back? Gas, grass, or ass. Charles. <laughs> oh, just kidding, man. <laughs> oh, thank God. Oh, hey, man. Uh, what's that shiny thing in your hand? Oh, it's a Haunted Mansion cufflink from Disneyland. It's very valuable, so don't bump my hand. Uh, how would I do that? Uh, like this. Charles, you bumped my hand. Oh, sorry about that, man. <laughs> I didn't think you were standing that close. I'll pick it up. You can't. I watched it fly from my hand through the air and into that sewer grate over there. You've ruined Christmas, Charles. You've ruined my life. Oh, I don't think it's that serious, man. Uh, look, there's a manhole cover over there. Uh, we just popped right down into the sewer and bingo, bango, bongo, man. You got your mud flap back or whatever it was. It wasn't a mud flap. It was a cufflink. Oh, same thing, man. Mud flaps are the cufflinks on a real bitchin' truck. No, they... Well, I guess you're right about that. But that's the only thing. used to play the most lovely music, oh, but alas, no more. So I might as well talk to myself out loud. I'm glad the elevator is empty. <laughs> I'm too nervous to be as polite as etiquette dictates. Oh, I don't know why I'm so nervous. That's not true. I'm nervous about the medical procedure I'm about to have. I know Mr. Stodbottom would want to be here with me, holding my hand, but I simply couldn't bear telling him about the procedure. What if I can't gather the courage to go through with it? Oh my, I need to calm my nerves. What would Cliff and Kendall do to calm down? I need a tray of cupcakes. <laughs> oh, but I don't have any. Cliff might sing a song, I suppose. <clears throat> Merry, Merry Christmas, baby. You sure did treat me nice. Hey, you gave me a diamond, diamond ring for Christmas. For Christmas. Now I'm living in paradise. The rhinestones on these show pants look great. You'd never be able to tell I've split the seat so many times. Okay, the total for the re-rhinestoning of your pants is an even 24 Falkland bucks. 24 Falkland bucks? Okay, uh, here's my card. 
I'm, I'm sorry, sir. Your, your card has been declined. Oh, that's uh, weird. <laughs> uh, try one of these. Well, it looks like all your cards have been declined, sir. That is... <laughs> well, there is just no way. All my credit cards are maxed out and my bank account's overdrawn. That doesn't sound like me. Probably just each of those separate companies all confuse my accounts with a poor person's. <laughs> it happens all the time in America. <sighs> um, you haven't seen any older ladies that look like they might secretly be Mrs. Claus, have you? Like maybe they're out to buy somebody a gift on Christmas Eve. You know, the way Mrs. Claus bought Alvin a Golden Echo harmonica in the Chipmunk Christmas special? No. No to which part? Every part. Well, darn! On the other hand... <sighs> Maybe Christmas isn't all about sparkly pants from a store. Maybe Christmas is about something more. Okay, that sounds fine, but could you please move? You're tying up the line. I've just got to have these pants for the big Christmas Eve show tonight. Isn't there anything I can do? Well, there is one thing. Anything. I will do anything. Pay me 24 Falkland bucks. Except that. Oh, look. <laughs> I knocked some of my credit cards off the counter. Could you grab those for me on the floor? <sighs> all right. Here's your maxed out card, sir. Sir? I know. I'll hide in the dressing room until the heat is off. What will I do to pass the time? Also, I need to calm my nerves. The only solution is perfect pitch. And I feel real good tonight. Got good music on the radio. And I feel like I want to kiss you in between your mistletoes. Mr. Snotbottom, should we be wasting all this time? Uh, uh, of course, Terry Girl. <laughs> I'm sure the power station attendant is just around the corner. <laughs> and you can't imagine what it will mean for him to be wished a Merry Christmas Eve. All right, but Mrs. Potter Butter Butter Churn is expecting us in an hour, and there's a big sheep pile up on the highway, so it's going to take us a while to get there. Oh, 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 I'm sure we'll be on our way in no time. Oh, my. What's that down there below us? That? Oh, that's the motherboard of a Z1000 Technotron power generator. I'd know that anywhere. Very fascinating. So many blinking lights. Yeah, it's the most important part of the whole power station. I've never seen one from above like this before, but it's kind of fun. Standing right on top of the most important part of the power station like we are makes me feel, um, I guess, I'd have to say, powerful. I only wish Mrs. Butter Butter Butterchurn and the children could see it. Oh, I know they'd be thrilled. I could take a picture with my phone. Oh no, Mr. Snobbottom, watch out! There's a big gray spider climbing up your leg! Oh, a spider! Oh, 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 I can feel it! Oh, 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 oh no, wait, wait, wait! It was a piece of lint floating through the air. Not a spider. Oh, oh, then. That must be bowel waste I'm feeling. Yeah, there's some on your shoe and. Some seeping through the gaps in this metal walkway we're standing on. Oh, oh, oh my. Oh, well, so long as it doesn't fall down onto anything important. 
The motherboard of the Z1000 Technotron power generator. Oh no! Here we go again. The bell waste is clogging the motherboard. Oh my! The lights have gone off all over the power station. Not only that, I think we knocked out the electricity for all of Busy 111. Oh, whoa! How will we ever find the power station attendant now? What was that sound? Oh, uh, that was me closing this fancy electric manhole cover, sealing us safely down in the sewer. You know, this sewer reminds me of my ex-wife, <laughs> all wet and stinky. <laughs> Charles, that's a terrible thing to say about your ex-wife. I don't care if she is in prison for assaulting a mailman. You know, uh, she's due for parole in about six months. <laughs> I could give her your phone number. Uh, I'm, I'm married, no thanks. Hey, if you're married, uh, how come I ain't never met your wife? You've met Susan plenty of times. Last Halloween in Casablanca, you blorched at her purse after you ate all those uncooked clams. All right, man, if you say so. Uh, uh, maybe I'd uh, remember her if you'd describe Susan's yabos. Charles, that is disgusting. Let's just find my cufflink. It's got to be around here someplace in all this sewer muck. Oh, hey, I think I got it. Is this it? Ugh, no, that's a rat skull. Oh, okay. Uh, I'm going to hang on to it if you don't want it. Ugh. Oh, here it is, and it's only got a little doo-doo on it. Hallelujah. It's a Christmas miracle. Okay, let's get the hell away from the sewer and up in the community center for the big show. I'll just open this manhole cover. Why won't this open? Oh, uh, it's a high-tech gizmo, man. You gotta press that button that says open. Oh. It, it's not working. Charles, what have you done? <gasps> We're stuck in the sewer on Christmas Eve. Why is the elevator stopping between floors? <laughs> First an absence of elevator music, and now this. I hope I make it to my life or death medical appointment. Oh no, maybe I should have told Mr. Snobbottom about this. Instead of telling little white Christmas lies to spare him from worrying too much. <laughs> I just couldn't believe it when the doctor called and told me I needed this procedure. I only went in for a minor case of Yahtzee elbow, and now I'm about to go to go. <gasps> I know, I'll call Mr. Snobbottom. <laughs> Wait, what's this note taped to my cellular phone? Dear Mommy, I'm sorry I drained the battery on your phone. Opie, and I we we playing Fortnite. Please refrain from being angry. Well, funky. Oh, I can't be upset with my precious daughter. But what am I going to do now? What if I'm stuck in this elevator on Christmas? Why won't this door open? What if I'm stuck in this dressing room on Christmas? I mean, Christmas. I know. I'll call the store I'm in and I'll see if they can let me out. But oh no. I didn't pay for the re-rhinestone in my pants. I re-rhinestoned and ran. How? How can I explain that? I've got it. I'll say I have multiple personalities like in my favorite Mary Higgins Clark novel all around the town. The number you have dialed cannot be reached because there is no electricity in the building. Goodbye. And Merry Christmas Eve. No electricity? Uh, I thought I was just stuck in here because my fat jammed the lock. 
now I'm beginning to think this is one of those newfangled electric dressing room doors, and it won't open again until the electricity's back on. I know. I'll call the Falkland Islands version of 911. Hmm, what was it again? It was three numbers, not 666, that's the devil's favorite number. Not 420, that's the hippie's favorite number. Not 654, that's my old JCPenney register ID number. How'd that radio jingle go? If you've got a Falkland Island emergency, CCC, pick up the phone and dial 333! <laughs> The number you have dialed cannot be reached because there is no electricity in this building either. Goodbye. And Merry Christmas Eve. Damn it! No way out! I'll probably die in here. And I won't ever again tell another living soul. I'll be home for Christmas. You can plan on me. No, no, that's not right. If I'm going to go out singing, I've got to tribute the greatest album of the year by the greatest entertainer of them all, Madam X. I took a pill and had a dream I went back to my 17th year Allowed myself to be naive To be someone I've never been I took a sip and had a dream And I woke up in the Falklands the sheep were caressing my skin Demon Another me could now begin Mr. Sawbottom, look over here at this sign. You can read it by the light of this torch I just fashioned from a stick and some oily rags I found. <laughs> oh my, no attendant on duty. <laughs> Whoops. Looks like we made a mistake. Yeah, and now the whole island is blacked out. Oh, Terry girl, whatever shall we do? We've got to get to the community center on time for the big performance. Even if there's no electricity on the island. Especially if there's no electricity on the island. Oh, that's a good point you've got there. Allow me to elaborate on how quickly we need to leave. <laughs> Run, run, Rudolph. Randolph's not too far behind. Run, run, Rudolph. Santa's gotta make it to town. Randolph can hurry. He can take the freeway down. Tragedy. But enough about that. The emergency technician cannot be reached because there is no electricity in the elevator. 
too bad. Oh, my westward-moving wise men! What now? If there's no electricity, I could spend Christmas trapped inside this elevator. Why, I could also run out of oxygen and die! <laughs> I'll never get to give the children the baby Yoda dolls they wanted for Christmas. They'll never get the dolls and I'll never find out what a baby Yoda is! <laughs> and my poor Daffodil! Oh, if he were here, I'd know just what I'd say to him. for Christmas. <laughs> there is just one thing I need. <laughs> I don't care about the presents. Underneath the Christmas tree. <laughs> I just want you for my own. More than you can ever know. <laughs> Please, make my wish come true. All I want for Christmas, dear. <laughs> Charles, how can you sit calmly over there on the sewer floor vaping? We're stuck in the sewer on Christmas Eve! There's no telling what we might run into down here. Rats, chuds, Ninja Turtles. If we run into the Ninja Turtles, I hope they're having pizza. Oh, hey, man, this ain't nothing. I once spent Fourth of July weekend trapped in the trunk of a Toyota Corolla. Charles, Charles we've got to get away. I don't know. Uh, it's nice down here. It's warm. Kind of cold outside. I really cannot stay down here. Uh, but it's so cold outside. Mrs. Potter Butter Butter Churn will start to worry. Hey, what's your hurry, man? What does this remind me of? Oh, right. I really can't stay. You know it's cold outside. I've got to go away. And you heard it's cold outside. This evening has been... I didn't know we'd drop it. So very nice. Hey, you happen to have any eyes? Mrs. Potter Butter 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 Churn will start to worry. Oh, hey, what's your hurry? Mr. Snotbottom will be pacing the floor. Oh, listen to the sewer. So really, I'd better scurry. Oh, what's a hurry? Maybe just a few minutes more. I'm gonna stay over here on the floor. The listeners might think. Kendall's bad out there. I wish I could still drink. Ain't no chicks to be had out there. I'll be so good for you. Tell them all, 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 He said all he wanted for Christmas was a rock and roll guitar. Whoa! And away went Rudolph, whizzing like a shooting star. Run, run, Rudolph! Santa's gotta make it to town. Santa, make him hurry, tell him he can take the freeway down. Too much this Christmas. I won't even 
is gonna keep on waiting underneath the, the mistletoe. I will make a list and send it to the North Pole for Saint Nicola. I won't even fail. No, no, sir. I'm on school. Look closer. At least I'm gonna say that I tried. You know your butt's pretty wide. I really can't stay. Kendo, don't hold out. Ah, but it's cold outside. Slow down, Santa. Should I want a baby doll that can cry, scream, and wet? Oh, the sewer has been so smelly and wet. Oh, we'll be out in a minute, you bet. My co-host will be suspicious. Oh, what's his problem? Crockpot will be there at the door. Oh, man, she can stick it. The tabloid headlines will be vicious. I don't know what you're talking about. Maybe just a little while more. And then the stockings hung by the fire. Poor mommy, poor mommy, Santa's putting the stuff there. Cha cha cha. I just wanna see my baby standing right outside the door. <laughs> I just want you for my own. More than you could ever know. Run, run, Rudolph. Run, run, Rudolph. Oh, run, run, Rudolph. Run, run, Rudolph, whistle like a merry-go-round. All right, now we've discussed it. We really need to get out of this power station and on the road. I couldn't agree more. We must be going just as soon as we make our way down to the disgraced motherboard so I can leave a note of apology. But there's no attendant. Nobody works here. Believe me, my bowels have caused enough blackouts to know that someone will eventually be around with a mop and a pail. (laughs) And they'll appreciate the note. It's only proper etiquette, you know. Mrs. Butter 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 Turn would never want us to settle for anything less. (sighs) You're right about that. Oh, I wonder if there's any stationery on hand here in the power station. Probably not. Hey, what's that? Why, it looks like an old oil lamp. Not unlike one my Uncle Pepperoni carried on the night of Smokey Hogbelly's midnight ride through Busseltown in the year 1900. Mr. Snobbottom, we don't have time for this story. And maybe it's because I recently subscribed to Disney+, Plus, but that lamp looks like the one from Aladdin to me. Surely you aren't suggesting there's a genie inside. <laughs> Nonsense, Terry Girl. I don't know. I've seen a lot of strange things temping out on the road all these years. We might as well give it a try. When it comes to genie lamps, you never know until you rub. Look at all the smoke coming out! Oh, I hope it's not a terrorist bomb! Ho, ho, ho. One, two, 
sang that entire Madame X classic. I even mumbled the Spanish parts I don't know, and no miracle. Wait. The Madonna song itself is the miracle. <laughs> I also didn't die, but there's time for that. That was just track 1 of 15 on the extended edition. But what if I sing every classic song from the hit album, ending with a rousing performance of the iconic anthem, I Rise, and then I'm still stuck in this dressing room? What a nightmare. And the worst part is, I'll never be able to make the world a better place by spreading perfect pitch and to a much lesser extent with the on-air work I do with Kendall. Hey, am I hallucinating or is that a firefly? No, it's getting bigger. It's not a firefly. It's, it's... You can it's you. Which in this case is a blessing and a curse. Oh, sorry about that, man. Uh, but hey, it's got to go somewhere. <laughs> Ugh, this is the absolute worst case scenario. Me trapped in the sewer with Charles the Contractor. Oh, hey, man. Now, hey, uh, things, things could be worse. Really? How? Uh, I could do this. Oh, God, your farts blew bubbles in the sewage. That's gross even for you. Oh, dude, you got a chillax, man. <laughs> hey, why don't you think of that wife of yours, Charlene? Her name is Susan, not Charlene, and I'm not going to tell you about her yabos. Oh, man, I wouldn't ask you to, man. But, uh, how much junk she got in the trunk? What was that? Somebody there? Hello? Hello? Oh, I don't think it was nobody, man. Just some kind of... Oh, shit! What are you two doing in my house? <gasps> Who the hell are you? This is my house! So I'll ask the questions, starting with, who the hell are you? But that's Charles the Contractor, and I'm Kendall the Podcaster. Well, I don't have any use for either of you. Get out! Hey, uh, this ain't a house. It's, it's a sewer, where it's where duty goes when it dies. It feels worth saying this twice in one night, but Charles the Contractor is right. 
Maybe you should come with us. We've got to perform at the Christmas Eve show, but then our friend Mrs. Potter Butter Butter Churn could get you cleaned up. The motel where we're staying is also looking for cleaning ladies. They need more help because for some reason it's got a lot filthier since we started staying there. So there might even be a job for you if you come above ground with us. If we can ever get there, that is. And, uh, I hope you don't mind me saying, uh, but, uh, you'd be pretty hot if you just got rid of all the moles on your nose. Oh my, I haven't been treated with such kindness in so long. It makes my old sewer lady heart smile. And because of your generosity, I will reward you by opening the manhole cover. Magically. How'd that happen? Sewer lady, are you magic? Sewer lady? Where'd she go? Oh, I don't know, man, but I can't be looking for her. I gotta get out of here, dude. I, I think maybe you cut one or something. It's starting to stink in here. Me? It's a sewer. You were just sitting balls deep in sewer juice blowing bubbles with your farts. <coughs> Mr. Snodbottom, do you see anything? Oh, oh, I'm not sure. The smoke from that lamp is oh, it's as thick as one of Charles the Contractor's vapor clouds. What an old there, you two! Wait, who said that? It was me, the dude from the lamp. Dude from the lamp? The smoke starting to clear. Who are you? Oh my, it's a gentleman in a turban. Are you from a, a faraway land? Uh, no, as I said, I am from a nearby lamp. The one this beautiful blonde just gave the old rub-a-dub-dub. Oh, 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 oh. I'll be a reindeer's aunt. A genie! And not just any genie, a Christmas genie. Here to give you both one wish. That's one joint wish for the both of you. Sorry, that's how this works. I know just the wish. There is one small provisio in the contract. Your wish can't be anything political. Oh, then just give us a minute. Terry girl, we've got to wish the electricity back on for the island. Yeah, I suppose that's the next logical choice. All right, the decision has been made. We won't wait one more minute or one more hour. Restore Fizzy 111's electrical power. Your wish has been granted. Long live me, the genie. and I need help evacuating this elevator. And if that doesn't happen soon, I'll need to evacuate something else much more personal. <laughs> my exploding chestnut, what are you? Pardon me, I should say, who are you? Although you're clearly some kind of elephant man. I'm so sorry for your affliction. I would love to pray with you if you could just get me out of this elevator. Greetings, Mrs. Butter 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 Churn. I am not an elephant man. I am an alien from a distant star. <gasps> oh my! You meet the strangest people at elevators! Please allow me to help you out. I'll lift you up. Just take my seven-fingered hand. <laughs> oh, 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 thank you so much! I do believe you saved Christmas! And I can only imagine what you would do with those seven fingers! Why, think how quickly you could crochet an afghan! <laughs> I hope you'll allow me to give you some kind of reward! Let's see, what's in my purse? Oh, I have, a, I have some saltine packets or a peppermint! I could not accept a reward. Helping others and lending a seven-fingered hand is what the holidays are all about. 
And when I say the holidays, I mean all of them, even Halloween and Mother's Day. <laughs> I couldn't have said it better myself. You adorable little green man. If you don't mind my asking, what brings you here today? To this building where the electricity just came back on, by the way. Oh, unfortunately, I'm here for a serious medical procedure. I'm seeing a doctor just down the hallway. I shall wish you good luck, although I know you will not need it. Hmm. What a strange thing to say. Could I invite you to a Christmas Eve show? It's at the community center, and it starts very soon. I know the children would love to meet you, and the rest of the world would surely like proof of life on other planets. I wish I could accompany you, but alas, my work on this planet is almost finished. It is here where we must part. Happy Christmas, Mrs. Potter Butter Butterjur. Well, happy Christmas, little friend! I'm sorry, you're a what now? I'm a fairy. Oh, okay, cool, me too. Not that kind of fairy, I'm a Christmas fairy. Hey, right on. There's room for all of us under the pride flag. No, listen, I'm a magic fairy like Tinkerbell. Oh, the fairy from Disney Plus. Okay, well, hallelujah. Did you appear to help free me from this electrically locked dressing room? What a holiday miracle. Not exactly. Not exactly? What do you mean, not exactly? You've always been free. The door was never locked, electronically or otherwise. It was only jammed with your fat. If you take a deep breath in, you'll see. <gasps> it worked! Thanks, Tinkerbell. Tinkerbell isn't my name. I just mentioned her as an example. Oh, Tink, you saved Christmas. How can I ever thank you? Put on those rhinestone pants, get to that community center, and perform with all your friends. The world needs your perfect pitch. Now more than ever. You're right. They really do. There you are, Kendall Boy. Whatever are you doing here in the man's room? Miss Mr. Sodbottom, I was going number one. Where have you been? Wait! Before you answer that, I have to tell you what happened to me. You won't believe it. Oh, I highly doubt that, boy. I have a feeling that whatever happened to you was much more believable than whatever happened to me. But there's no time for that now. Where is Mrs. Butter Butter Butterstone? Terry the Temp can't find her anywhere. I don't know. I thought she had a very unimportant errand to run before the show. I also don't know where Cliff is. If he doesn't get here to the community center by showtime, maybe we should all lip-sync to a Michael Bublé CD. Instead of singing live. I thought Christmas was saved when the genie restored power to the island. But now I'm not so sure. Mr. Snotbottom, you're getting bow waste all over the floor. You couldn't take two steps to the left and do that in the toilet bowl? Hold on, what was that about a genie? Merry Christmas Eve, Mrs. Butter 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 Churn. Have I shown you my new holiday necktie? Listen, it plays the cutest song when I press this button. <laughs> Doctor, although I do like your tie, I can't focus on that right now. I'm here for a very quick but also incredibly important medical procedure. 
And what procedure would that be? The one your nurse left me a phone message about. The procedure to address my life-threateningly bad kidney problems. Oh, 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 that must have been my nurse Enid. She's made several accidental phone calls lately. Or as she calls them, vagina dials, since she carries her phone in the front pocket of her scrubs. It's the vagina doing the dialing and not her buttocks. I would hope I wasn't contacted by anyone's genitals, front or back. And I know she said something about bad kidney problems. I think I know where the confusion lies. I don't think she said bad kidney problems. I believe she said Bambi's knees wobbling. You see, we just had a big Disney Plus launch party where we'd all watched Bambi. It's a very sad movie. You see, there's this deer, and when he's first walking, his knees wobble. I've seen Bambi. My family also subscribes to Disney Plus. So you're telling me my kidneys are okay? Tip-tap shape. Why, you have the kidneys of a 70-year-old. <laughs> Praise the Lord. That's a miracle in itself. All right, Doc. If I'm okay, I've got to get to the community center. There's a big Christmas Eve show and I'm performing. Oh, gee, that sounds like fun. I have some extra tickets if you'd like. For yourself and your nursing staff. Oh, thanks, but we can't tonight. We're all going over to Enid's house for a marathon of Frasier Christmas episodes. Where are Cliff and Mrs. Potter Butter Butter Churn? We go on right after the kids, Squire. I don't know. I have a terrible feeling they aren't going to make it. Kendall, Mr. Snidebottom, it's me. I'm here. And you won't believe it. I was stuck in a dressing room with a fairy. Cliff, this is no time for yet another story about you and some anonymous fairy in a dressing room. We're about to go on stage. Kendall, this isn't that kind of fairy in a dressing room story. This was a magical Christmas fairy. Magical? Charles and I met a magical lady in the sewer. Yeah, but you probably mean she pulled a quarter from your nose or something. No, she really was. Boys, I have a terrible feeling Mrs. Butter Butter Butterturn isn't going to make it in time. <laughs> Hello, everyone. I'm here and full of Christmas spirit. Oh, amen, sugar lump. Praise the newborn king. Hey, it's Terry the Temp and Crockpot. Terry, you're blonde. I love it. Crockpot, did you come to tell us it's time for us to take the stage? Yes. Great. Break a leg, Kendall. Break a leg, everyone. December 24th on the Falkland Isles When the Cliff and Kendall gang split up for a while Then I got locked in a room for a dressing Was a Christmas fairy that stopped my stressing Then there was Kendall and the contractor Charles They were trapped down where the sewer rat snarled Not sure how they escaped, they said it was magic Glad they're alive or it would have been tragic Next one about which you're gonna learn Is a lady called Mrs. Potter Butter Butter Turn Stuck in an elevator and she was bugging She's out now and it's a family she's hugging There were two more, you know I ain't forgot them Terry the Temp and Mrs. Snodbottom He booked up the power, it ain't no thing Cause that's how it goes for the Cliff and Kendall gang You heard tomorrow's Christmas Day Gonna celebrate the Cliff and Kendall way Bread and stuff and macaroni and cheese Then a hundred cookies by the Christmas tree Go back in the kitchen and eat some more If we run out of food, drive to the store Appetizers, big dinner and dessert Eat so much we make our tummies hurt We will moan with pain so long And do it to the tune of a Christmas song 
is so merry, can't you hear it? It's Christmas time and we've got the spirit. Tear the tent, chill it, imagine that. And the world is loving our Christmas rap. The time is now, the place is here. And the Falkland Islands are filled with cheer. You know we're representing Busheltown Rye. So come on now and give it a try. One last word to those far and near. We're saying Merry, Merry Christmas, Christmas and, and Happy, Happy New, New Year. Year. Son, I suppose you went down to Earth again. You know I like to go this time each year. I like to know that good people still exist down there. I suppose there's no harm in giving yourself that one little birthday gift. I hope you found what you were looking for. Oh, I did. I found some very good people. And had a little fun? Of course. I was an alien, a genie, a fairy... And a sewer lady. A sewer lady? That was my idea, remember? Sure, Dad, I remember. Then it worked, being a sewer lady? Works like a charm. Who's ready for birthday cake? Hi, Mom. Mary, that cake looks delicious. It's your favorite kind, son. Angel food. You remembered. Of course I did. Nothing but the best for my baby Jesus on his birthday. Hey, we can't have cake now. Jesus' friends aren't here yet. You're right. Buddha and Muhammad will be here any minute. Ah, that cake looks so good. Maybe we can't have the cake yet, but you know what we can do. What? Lick the spoons! I have one for each of us. Yay, I want the frosting spoon. I want a spoon with cake batter. You too. Like father, like son. Merry Christmas, everybody. I'm not crying. You're crying. <laughs> well, I'm also laughing because these specials are tickling my merriest of bones. The funniest of bones as well. The funny bone. And there's one more bone tickling special that marks the specialness of the holidays. Coming up, Next and last, it's a truly festive Feliz Navidad, or it's something like that. It's titled something close to that, and it's set once again on those festive Falkland Islands. Cliff and Kendall, well, <laughs> they're just bickering over whose Christmas play is going to be performed. 
Oh heavens, which will it be? Kendall, don't stop. Are you sure? Yes, go deeper. Deeper. Will it all fit? Oh, yeah. Keep going. <laughs> like this? Yeah, up to the balls. Am I doing it right? You sure you've never done this? No, I always wanted to. Oh, but... there you go. Oh, yeah. Who finished? Whew, that was so good. Ooh, wow, that's awesome. Ooh. You really stuffed that stocking well, Kendall. The orphans of the Falkland Islands are going to flip out with happiness when they see all the candy and toys and junk you stuffed down inside. I think you're right. I'm glad we're feeling them so full. Just like I said, down to the toes and up to the balls. Those holiday ball ornaments woven onto the sides. And now that you know how, just fill the other 75. Why aren't you going to help? Well, I have to make revisions to the sketch I'm writing for the big Christmas show. Ha! Don't bother. I know Mrs. Potter Butter Butter Turn is going to pick mine. Why would she pick yours? Not to brag, but I'm the funny one. Everybody knows so. One, that's not true. And two, it doesn't matter because my Christmas sketch will have heart. Wasn't it Walt Disney that said, for every laugh, there must be a tear in a Christmas sketch? Well, I'm sure yours will be great. Just like all those Saturday Night Live Christmas sketches we cry at every year. This isn't Saturday Night Live. It's the Fizzy 111 Festive Feliz Navidad Follies. Produced by Mrs. Potter Butter Butter Churn's Butter Churn of Pottery and Butter. But let's not fight. It's the holidays. You're right. And either way, I'll get to sing a beautiful solo and share my perfect pitch with the world. You are writing me in a solo, aren't you? Yes. You threatened to melt my Mickey Mouse Funkos if I didn't. I did not. I merely pointed out how close your Funkos were to the microwave and that it would be a real shame if they should accidentally fall in while I was popping popcorn. But as weird as it is to hear out loud, Kendall, you're right. It's the holidays, and nothing can take that away from me. Amen. Did someone say amen? Well, I did. <laughs> amen. Praise the Lord. Oh, oh, oh hallelujah, Shagula. Oh, hallelujah, indeed. Peace on earth and goodwill toward all men. <laughs> hear, hear. Hmm. For what or whom exactly are we praising the Lord this morning? Oh, 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 my, I'm not entirely sure, although I can think of many reasons. Why were you two boys rejoicing? Were we? I don't even know what we were doing anymore. <laughs> you two and your continual shenanigans. <laughs> I'd love it if you'd set up the Christmas butter display in the front window. Our head cashier, Rita Baloney, would do it. But she's gone to Argentina to visit her dead husband's relatives for Christmas. You got it, Mrs. Potter Butter Butter Churn. I'd be happy to. So would I. The front window's full of Crock-Pot's pottery. Where should all that go? Up by the cash register. Poor Crock-Pot, her ceramic pillowcases didn't sell well at all. <laughs> I hope slashing the prices and getting them out of the store raises her spirits. Kendall, why don't you take the doilies that are on display by the cash register and move them beside the rye kiosk, and I'll start rearranging the window. Sounds good. Oh, I love to see us all working together so merrily. <laughs> Christmas at work. Christmas at work. Who doesn't love 
to spend Christmas at work. Just see how merry you'll be when you're with your fellow employees. Christmas at work. Christmas at work. Oh, why does it have to end? Christmas at work is so special When you work with your friends oh, My exploding fruitcakes, I lost track of time! Daffodil, we're due at the town council's Christmas Eve Eve banquet in 20 minutes. Oh, 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 my bowels. I can't believe how tardy we might be. Oh, and now we'll have to get you a change of pants and a new pair of backup pens since you had a minor bowel attack this afternoon at the post office. Oh, sugar lump. I wish that hadn't happened. It's just that my bowels were so alarmed at the price of overseas postage. Oh, no, here we go again. Mamma mia. Mrs. Potter Butter Butter Churn, when do you think you'll come to a decision about which of our Christmas sketches we'll be doing? Later tonight? Now? Kendall, don't pressure Mrs. Potter Butter Butter Churn. She's got a lot on her plate at the moment. Oh, and some bowel waste on your shoe, Mrs. Potter Butter Butter Churn. You might want to grab a tissue. Oh, dear, I've really stepped in it now. <laughs> oh, but all levity aside, Cliff is right. I have to get with you boys in the morning with my final choice. Just please don't let it come between you. I don't want any fights or anything of a less than merry nature to be going on here in the store on Christmas Eve Eve. Or tomorrow, which is Christmas Eve. Or the day after that, which is Christmas. Which is the day we'll be performing one of your sketches. But enough about that. Come along, Mr. Stubbottom. We must get to the banquet before all the good hangers are used with the coat rack. Right behind you, dear. <laughs> Ciao, boys. Since when did Mr. Snodbottom say chow? I'm sure he picked it up from one of the sheep farmers during a butter delivery. Yeah, that sounds right. Okay, anyway, it's time for me to go. I've got to get right over to the wax museum. They're selling old figures of people that teen and millennials don't recognize anymore at rock bottom prices. Whom are you buying? Not 100% certain. In the pictures I saw online, the figures going on sale weren't labeled, but the ones I want are either Jackie Gleason or Henry VIII. And why do you want a figure that looks like us? For Susan, for Christmas. We're apart so much, I wanted to have someone like me around to look at while we're talking on the phone. And what kind of prices are these figures going for? Rock, rock bottom. Rock, bottom. Rock, right. Bottom, Speaking rock, of rock bottoms, if they have any old expired Hollywood hunks, that would make a great gift. And I wouldn't use it for anything weird. Just groping. We'll see. Don't forget to lock up. I won't. Ciao. Ciao. Hmm. How much longer am I supposed to be here? It's 520. Oh, 40 minutes? Oh, God. <sighs> I guess I can beguile myself with the sound of my own perfect pitch. That might kill some time. Dashing through the snow in a one-horse open sleigh All the fields we go, oh, oh, no. Okay, I'm bored. I'm leaving. But wait, there's something I was supposed to do. But all I can think of is rock bottoms. Oh, well.
Hi there, I hope I'm not too late. Do you have any clearance-priced wax figures left? Oh yes, man. We definitely do. Who you need? I saw a photo online of a figure that was either Jackie Gleason or Henry VIII. No, I think you're talking about Kevin James. And he sold about ten minutes before you walked in, man. Damn it! He was purchased by some local candle makers. He is probably melting into a pile of goo as we speak. A very big pile. Much goo will be created when the Kevin James is melted. Do you have anybody comparable, like Dom DeLuise or late-life Marlon Brando? No, I'm afraid those figures are both still very popular. Hmm. Uh, Fred Flintstone? Louis Anderson? Maybe a Roseanne I could glue a beard onto? All we have left at rock bottom prices, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Twiggy, and post-sweet Karen Carpenter. Could we maybe just melt all those together and reshape them into a Kevin James mold? Of course, no problem. We'll cost several thousand dollars. Ooh, I guess I can't afford that. Well, thanks anyway. I came all the way here for nothing. Oh, a thousand pardons, my good man. There is one more wax figure at rock bottom price that I forgot to mention to you, sir. Oh, who is it? If you'll turn 12 degrees to your left, you will see. <gasps> I'll take it. My, that was a lovely Christmas Eve Eve banquet. <laughs> I'm so glad the town council liked my ideas about planting tulips on the town square and defunding the police. Oh, yes. They were quite taken with you, as always, Sugarlump. I'm afraid I must choose between Cliff and Kendall's little sketches for the Felice Navidad Follies. Oh, whatever will you do, dear? Oh, I'm not sure. Their rough drafts were both just that. Rough? <laughs> Kendall's was a silly little tale of a kidnapped Santa Claus being rescued by Cliff and Kendall himself. And Cliff's, well, <laughs> I don't really know what his was about. It was mostly Madonna references, and not the Madonna Christmas is actually about. It sounds like a conundrum only you can solve, Sugarlump. Oh, I hope you're right, Daffodil. I hope I can solve it. With the Lord's help, of course. Amen, dear. Christmas is about Jesus, Christmas is about Jesus, what's the matter with Jesus, who doesn't love him, Santa is not a savior, he can judge our behavior, Jesus in the manger, let's all worship him, the newborn king is holier than the rest, with him you will be blessed, among kings he is the best, Christmas is about Jesus, Christmas is about Jesus, what's the matter with Jesus, who doesn't love him, Christmas is not about fiction, it's more about crucifixion, our adorable saviour, died on the cross for our sins, Christmas isn't about reindeer, it's not about pointy elf ears, it's about Mary and her tears, oh and the three Wise man, this holiday is different from the rest. Be host or guest, or shepherds from the west. Christmas, Christmas is about Jesus. Christmas is about Jesus. What's the matter with Jesus? Who doesn't love him? <laughs> oh, 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 I love him so dear. <laughs> I know I do, dear. <laughs>
that's what Christmas is all about, Mrs. Potter 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 Show. Oh, you said it, dear. And sing it. <laughs> now let's get back to the motel. It's getting late. Oh, you're right. It's after 7.30 p.m. Oh, the streets of the Falkland Islands at night. So pretty I could sing about them. But I won't. The streetlights glitter and the friendly folks you pass don't mind if you're just talking to yourself out loud. The merry sights of the fudge factory and the popsicle factory. Everything's so close to the water without being in the water. And is, is that? To what do my wondering eyes have appeared? It, Terry the Temp? Here on Fizzy 111 on Christmas Eve, Eve? Hey, Cl- is that you? Of course it's me. Is that you? It's me. I'm only here temporarily, of course. I'm filling in for one of the packers at the fudge factory until next week. Well, what a coincidence. Or maybe a Christmas miracle. What do you mean? Mrs. Potter Butter Butter Churn is putting on this big show on Christmas, and we could sure use your help. Sh- that Sure, that sounds like fun. I was just going to eat a Hot Pocket and watch Batman Returns in my Airbnb on Christmas, but that can be rescheduled. Great. Now, just let me tell Mrs. Potter Butter Butter Churn about this whole thing. I'm trying to win some brownie... Cliff? Huh? Oh. With Mrs. Potter Butter Butter Churn, I'm trying to win some brownie... Cliff, you keep saying brownie and staring off into space. Huh. I wonder why that is. Anyway, I'm trying to butter up, Mrs. Butter 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 Churn. Kendall and I both wrote a sketch for the big show, and I want her to pick mine. Okay, if you insist. Although I don't like working against Kendall. As a temp, I have to stay loyal to all employers equally. But as a friend, I'll help all I can. Thanks, Terry. You know, you may only ever be around temporarily, but you're a permanent member of the Cliff and Kendall gang. Are you gasping because you're so moved? Yes, but also I just saw a shooting star and it reminded me of what Christmas is really all about. Oh, that's great. I'll text you tomorrow, Tear. Merry Christmas Eve Eve. Merry Christmas Eve Eve. Kendall, wake up! It's Christmas Eve! What? How did you get into my motel room? That's not important. It's Christmas Eve! And not that it's any of my business, but who's that guy in the corner? Oh, it's... A wax hunk for me? For my The Holidays gift? Is it Jake? Is it Ryan? Oh, it's George Clooney. Hmm. Nice try, Kendall, really, but... Even though this is the last Christmas you and I will spend in our 30s, I'm still not old enough to be hot for George Clooney. I was only ever into Facts of Life era George Clooney, and that was largely due to his proximity to Natalie and Tootie. I didn't buy him for you. If you must know, he's my secret weapon. I'm going to have George Clooney star in my sketch, so Mrs. Potter Butter Butter Turn will pick it. <laughs> I'm, I'm stunned. Stunned. Secret weapons? And on Christmas Eve, all this to butter up, Mrs. Potter Butter Butter Churn? Is that the spirit of the Muppet Christmas Carol? Is that the true meaning of Ernest Saves Christmas? Well, I guess I never thought of it like that. 
Oh, that's Mrs. Potter Butter Butter turn calling. I texted her and she calls back. Why do people do that? Hold on. This will just take a second. Hello? Yes, Mrs. Potter Butter Butter turn. I did. Convinced her? Well, yeah, a little. I mean, I wasn't begging on my knees that long. <laughs> Me? Save Christmas. <laughs> Just by doing everything in my power to get Terry the Temp to come all the way around the world to help us put on the follies? <laughs> if you want to phrase it that way, I guess I did save Christmas a little. <laughs> okay. Bye-bye. Me? Butter up Mrs. Potter Butter Butter Turn? I caught you butter-handed. Oh, hold on. She, she's calling back. God, I love her, but learn to text. Hello? Our Christmas sketches. You made your choice? Hold on, I'm with Kendall. I'll put you on the speaker. <laughs> Hello, boys. I've come to a decision. Now that Terry the Temp's available, I've decided to go with the sketch written by Funky. <laughs> it's about the Virgin Mary, and I think a Mary with Terry's fire engine red hair will really help me express what Christmas is all about. Wait, Mrs. Butter 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 Turn, what if I told you my sketch now stars a wax George Clooney? Does that change your decision? Um, no. Better luck next time, boys. And I really appreciate your effort. Bravo to both of you. Merry Christmas Eve. Fonky? She went with a sketch written by Fonky? She's seven years old. Or eight, I'm not sure. She's very young, Kendall, that's the point. She probably picked her so Fonky wouldn't be sad. Yeah, that's why. Definitely. Definitely why. What was your sketch about? Us saving Christmas. It was called Cliff and Kendall Save Christmas. Oh, like that recurring dream we have every December. Yeah. What was yours called? Madame X Saves Christmas. It was basically a Madonna concert if you replaced the hot dancers with snowmen. It would have been great. I guess we really learned a lesson already, and it's only dawn on Christmas Eve. Did we learn a lesson? Yes, about fighting at the holidays. I don't think we learned anything. Haven't we? You don't gotta learn on Christmas Things don't have to mean anything Like right now, for a little reason You and I can sing You don't gotta learn on Christmas And no matter what you've heard Nope, you don't got to have a lot Of lessons to occur Oh, hey, on Christmas Day Settle for some fun Though this December 25 Might not be number one you don't gotta learn on Christmas Things don't have to mean anything So we might as well continue to sing Dance, Kendall, dance! Ow, I can't do it backwards And this is not a tango You don't gotta learn on Christmas And no matter what you've heard Nope, you don't got to have a lot Of learning to occur Oh, hey, on Christmas Day, settle for some fun. Though this December 25 might not be number one. You don't gotta learn on Christmas, and you may have heard us sing. Just because it's Christmas, you don't gotta learn anything. I'm glad that's settled. Same. Oh my god, she's calling back again. Hello? What? Right away? The Follies? Terrible news? Christmas? Ruined? Goodbye? Cliff, what? How is Christmas ruined? You'll never believe it. What? 
That's what she told me. You'll never believe it. We have to meet her downtown at the theater. Something's foiled the follies. What is it? What's happened? Just tell me how and I'll save Christmas again. Oh, I wish it were that simple. Our two biggest acts have dropped out of the follies. Oh, no. I thought I was the biggest act. Um, yes, but our two subsequent biggest acts have been detained indefinitely. What happened? They've been arrested for murder. <laughs> triple homicide. Oh, God. I can't believe anybody from Fizzy 111 would commit triple homicide. They were the only two out-of-towners in the cast. Oh, that's a relief. <laughs> but still a shock. And a death blow to the Follies. A death blow? Holy crap, why? Well, without them, the Follies are only 20 minutes long. And the tickets we sold were very expensive, with the money going to several charities in dire need. Relax. I think I can see what you're hinting at. I'll expand my set list from 1 to 40 songs, and the night is saved. Oh dear, I couldn't ask you to do that. I don't mind. No, no, it's, it's really a... Um, too much task, dear. Just know I'll be ready if you need me. <laughs> yes, thank you, dear. But what are we really going to do? I don't know. I just don't know. Bottom, will you please turn down that rock and roll? I'm too worried for all this heavy metal in our motel room. Oh, 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 my apologies, dear. I wish there was something I could do. Of course, I mean, in addition to all the praying. This is shaping up to be one very upsetting Christmas. <laughs> the children in Crockpot are quarantined in another room with chicken pox. I can't believe the three of them came down with it all at the same time. Oh, what are the odds? And now the Follies are in serious trouble. It's very distressing indeed. And on Christmas Eve. Daffodil, you know, you were a producer in Hollywood for decades before discovering Cliff and Kendall. Why your career went so rampantly downhill after that, I'll never understand. But before then, you must have learned a few tricks that could help us out now. How can we fill out the Follies without having a falling out with the audience? <laughs> you know, Sugar Lump, I did face a similar quagmire on Christmas Eve in 1951. It was before my Hollywood glory days. It was back in Busseltown. I was one of the youngest producers working for the local television station owned by Hogmire, Hogfat, <laughs> and Son, <laughs> and Elmer Worthurth. He was the station manager. He was putting on a live comedy show, and I was in total control, <laughs> which jangled my nerves because Milton Burl was coming to our station to perform. And, oh, you'll never believe it, dear. My bowels and I were so alarmed upon meeting Mr. Burl that I had a minor bowel attack all over his suede loafers. <laughs> his loafers? Oh, my! Oh, yes. Yeah. 
Prince, and he was so angry that he departed immediately and did a show in Smackover instead. <laughs> All because of some bell waste. <laughs> he was certainly lacking in holiday spirit. <laughs> well, what did you do, Daffodil? I had to fill three hours of airtime. Luckily, my Uncle Pepperoni dropped by the station to bring me lunch. <laughs> A sandwich of sardines on rye, I believe. Oh, you're getting off track, dear. How did you save the show? <laughs> Uncle Pepperoni was dating one of the bearded ladies from the Frog Blast's cousin's circus. And the hirsute performer called in all her friends, and they each did their acts. Oh, fire breathers, jugglers, and oh, mercy, so many clowns. Clowns as far as the eye could see. Oh, so you're saying I should hire a circus to perform for the Follies? Oh, no. Oh, oh, oh. what does a circus have? Well, tightrope walkers. Enslaved animals, people born with bodily anomalies, put on parade for the amusement of gawking yokels. <laughs> Popcorn? Yes, dear, exactly. <laughs> All that and more. The circus has something for everyone. <laughs> as long as your follies have something for everyone in attendance to enjoy, there'll be no reason for them to demand their donations back. Something for everyone. What a brilliant strategy. First, you must do something Cliff and Candle never do. Think of what your audience might like. Oh, our audience. Thinking back, I believe the tickets were sold in large blocks. One block went to the Senior Center on Wall Avenue. I'm sure they'll enjoy Spunky's sketch about the Virgin Mary and her grace and selflessness. Oh, I love it, and not just because my daughter wrote it. <laughs> Oh, sounds perfect. The seniors will be undoubtedly thrilled. Another block of tickets went to the Fizzy Wood 11 Boys and Girls and Non-Binary Children's Club. Well, if they're like our boy Opie, I'm sure they'd like something about St. Nicholas. <laughs> something silly with elves and robots, perhaps. Oh, Daffodil, you've just described Kendall's Christmas sketch in startling detail. Kids will love seeing a story about two children like men saving Christmas. <laughs> hmm. It seems the rest of the tickets went to a gay men's lodge. But don't tell Cliff the lodge blackballed him. At least I think he said blackball. <laughs> oh, they'll love all the Madonna references in Cliff's script. I think the Follies have just been saved. <laughs> oh, hallelujah. Kendall, better press pause. It's Mrs. Potter Butter Butter Churn again. Why doesn't she ever call me? I'll put her on speaker. Hello? I'm here with Kendall. Wonderful. And I hope you're sitting down. We're going to put on both of your sketches at the Follies tomorrow night. What? <gasps> That's great. So, so now we need to go back to the theater and rehearse. The show's in less than 24 hours, and we want the children, seniors, and gays to get a good show. But what about Christmas Eve dinner? We were going to have rye a l'orange and rye a la mode for dessert. No, I've already put it all in Tupperware, so we can eat it on the road. 
Now who's going to save Christmas this year? We are. I made it to You are nailing this song. Thanks, Cliff. It's all in the writing. <laughs> and I'm so happy you had that cone bra with you. It fits perfectly under your Mary costume. As a temp, I have to be prepared for pretty much every situation. And I do think it looks great, but I can only wear it in the part of the show you wrote. I have to wear a normal bra when I'm Mary and Funky's play. Mrs. Potter Butter Butterchurn said she preferred my natural bosom in that section. Well, I'll take what I can get. If you don't mind, Cliff, I think I better go give Mr. Snobbottom some tips on caring for that live camel they're using. If he's not careful, he'll end up spit-faced. Okay, Tear. Take five. Where is Charles the Contractor? I need him to build a sleigh for my part of the Follies. Remember, Mrs. Potter Butter Butterchurn said he was spending the holidays with his mom or something. I don't know. I just know he's not here. Great. Now I have to do everything. Speaking of everything, you and I will be working on your choreography well past midnight. Your voguing still leaves a lot to be desired, and I'm saying that nicely because it's Christmas Eve. What's wrong with my voguing? That you have to ask that really worries me a lot. I don't know why Joseph would vogue so much anyway. <laughs> He's welcoming everyone into the stable. Wise men with an attitude, shepherds that were in the mood. Don't just stand there, let's all worship vogue. It's self-explanatory. Cliff, wake up. It's Christmas morning. Merry Christmas. Ugh. Oh, my face. Sorry about that. Merry Christmas. It's the holidays at last. Oh, is my face swollen? You're a fat person that just woke up. You tell me. Aren't you curious as to how I got in here? The door was unlocked. You leave the door unlocked? Why? Remember how celebrities used to get real drugged out and wander into people's rooms and go to sleep? Although I guess that doesn't happen anymore. Thanks, social media. But I keep hoping, so I leave the door open in case Robert Downey Jr. or hopefully one of the other Avengers stumbles in. Didn't you come in through the door? No, I assumed it was locked. I crawled in through the air vent. And Mr. Snodbottom's going to be mad, because I'm sure the motel will charge us for it once they see how I stretch the ducks all out of shape. Uh, you're right about that. But it's not important now. It's Christmas Day, <laughs> the most wonderful day of the year. No matter your worth and no matter your girth No matter where you are on this earth Oh, Christmas Day is here The most wonderful day of the year 
a piping hot breakfast waits for us to arrive. We'll eat so much that we feel alive. Oh, Christmas Day is here, the most wonderful day of the year. Food galore, piled up on the floor. There's no room for more. We'll watch home alone. Oh, no, that's my phone. Hello? <laughs> I'm sorry to interrupt you mid-song, boys, but I've got terrible news. Christmas is ruined. <laughs> Again? True! Mrs. Potter Butter Butter Churn's Butter Churn of Pottery and Butter has been robbed! And on Christmas Day! <laughs> How could someone do this? Oh, it's a real tragedy, boys! The pottery, gone! The butter, gone! The doilies, gone! The rye kiosk, gone! The ceramic pillowcases, these are still here! <laughs> but everything else has been stolen out from under us! Oh, how does someone sleep at night knowing they stole a rag kiosk? <laughs> it's beyond reason or rhyme. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't know how it happened. Cliff, you did lock up when you closed the store on Christmas Eve, Eve, didn't you? Lock up? <gasps> that was the thing I was going to do that I didn't do. You didn't lock up? Oh, boy. How could you? Oh, no. I wonder how this will affect our insurance. Oh, hey, uh, Merry Xmas, everybody. You all remember my mama, Boogie? Well, if it ain't all of Charles's closest friends. Why do y'all seem so glum on Magnificent Christmas Day? Boogie, <laughs> happiest of Christmas greetings to you. But I'm afraid to say you've caught me on the lowest day of my life. Oh, uh, hey, that sucks. Uh, what seems to gut y'all down? Can't you tell, Charles? The store has been robbed. Oh, uh, I knew something was different in here. Y'all all might remember my motto. Keep on boogieing. So how about we all boogie a little right now? Charles, you got your DJ equipment? Oh, anything you say, Mama. Oh, Boogie, I'm not sure we feel up to boogieing at the moment. I know it's a real assay that all your merch got mooch, but it's still the birthday of my savior. Amen, Boogie. Charles, the contractor's mother, is correct, Sugarlump. We've still got many reasons for rejoicing. <laughs> the birth of Christ, for one thing. Oh, I didn't mean Jesus. I mean, it's the birthday of my savior, Jimmy Buffett. Well, I suppose I see your meaning, Boogie. <laughs> Christmas isn't about things I sell in a store. Maybe Christmas, perhaps, means a little bit more. Oh, hey, y'all ready to boogie in here? <laughs> DJ Drywall's back in action, y'all. <laughs> Oh, <laughs>
Oh, Charles, I believe that song's BPMs are giving me a BM. Oh, Boogie, I do want to thank you for helping us see the brighter side of being robbed blind. And of course, the true meaning of Christmas. <laughs> What is it? Do I have something in my teeth? Oh, no. Uh, can I tell her, Mama? Mm, go ahead, baby. Tell us what, Charles? Uh, this was all a Christmas prank. <laughs> Are you kidding? A prank? Oh, my boiling barrels of eggnog. A prank? Sorry, y'all, but pranking on Christmas is a tradition in our family. Goes back to when our ancestors pranked the pilgrims on the first Christmas after the first Thanksgiving. They poisoned the crops and those pilgrims thought it was witches. But it was just us pulling a merry prank. <laughs> oh, happy holidays, everybody. All the pottery and butter and craps over in the empty store next door. Charles, I can't believe you guys would go as far to do all of this. <laughs> just to remind us of the true meaning of Christmas. <laughs> How can we ever thank you? Oh, yes, you've taught us all over again the meaning of this very special day. Well, shit, I'm just glad we can help. <laughs> I know. I've got a way to thank you. How about front row tickets for you and Charles for tonight's Follies? Sounds like a bitchin' holiday to me. What do you say, son? Oh, shoot, yeah, mama. <laughs> Everyone follow me to the motel for some Christmas waffles and wassail, both with extra rye. <laughs> Boogie, I must compliment your eyeshadow. Where do you find that shade of evergreen? I found it in a little dime store outside of Waco, Texas. I'll pick you up some next time I'm driving through. Oh, that would be so nice. I have just the hat to wear with it. Come on, Kendall, what are you waiting for? Can you believe this? Charles robs the store, and Mrs. Potter Butter Butterchurn thanks him. Kendall, allow me to quote the Bible. I believe it's from the book of Luke. Cheer up, dude. It's Christmas. <laughs> oh, this night at the Fizzy 111 Festive Feliz Navidad Follies has really been something. I hope you enjoyed Cliff and Kendall's Save Christmas, Madame X Saves Christmas, and Mary Saves Christmas. And let's give it up one more time for Wax George Clooney. <laughs> what a great Santa. And for Mrs. Potter Butter Butter Churn for making all this possible. You know, Christmas is such a special season about what we can do here and now for others and about remembering the holidays past. This last song tonight is dedicated to the memories of Christmases we spent in a very special place. Have you heard the news about a place called Busheltown? They celebrate Christmas every year when December rolls around. It is so pleasant, they give out presents wrapped in paper that is so shiny. You'd be as happy as the old real flappy if you could only see. A big old bushel town Christmas 
The only Christmas for me Where the rye grows all around you Like the gifts around a tree Well, I know there are bees Up in all the old trees And dirt storms so gritty But a big old bushel town Christmas is the only Christmas for me. Merry Christmas to all, and to all, a good night. Great ending, Kendall. Very original. Others may have snow and crazy temperatures that freeze. But we've got air so thick you can't help but sneeze but everyone's merry even bones in the cemetery though there's no mail till after new year's eve see us all laughing or swamp water rafting that means christmas to me a big old bushel town christmas the only Christmas for me Where the rats, they will surround you If they smell you eating cheese And the skunks, they may squirt Spray all over your shirt And make you so stinky But a big old bushel town Christmas is the only Christmas for me. Oh, that's lovely, dear. Oh, that one, not as much, dear. Oh, boy. Merry Christmas. Oh, stick your day job, candle boy. I know Santa will fly over our fields of rye. Bringing joy to you and me And a big old bushel town Christmas Is the only Christmas for me A big old bushel town Christmas Is the only Christmas for me God bless us, everyone. Great ending, Kendall. Very original.